TFYLP is brought to you by CapturePrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. Now you can save on orders of $150 or more with free shipping. See website for details. CapturePrey.com. Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection with MegatoyFan.com. Look for MegatoyFan at popular conventions year-round or contact them via Facebook at facebook.com slash mega.toyfan. Discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now, without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now, where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, did you take the chorus stop? This is TFYLP, episode 154. Um, I'm Megamus, your your host. Tonight, I have with me uh, Duran. Hola. Tobias. Hello. Headmaster Don. Everybody. And tonight I have a special guest, Carl Hartman. Hello, Yay. hello. So tonight we're <laughs> going to talk about um, the past BotCon, uh, from its uh, uh, humble upbringings to the the uh, quintessential mega corporation that it is now the mega con that it is now um but that's not what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about where it came from uh that's 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 the gist of it um not going to go into what's going on now we're going to talk about where it came from so what i wanted to do is i was going to start with uh carl and if you could just let us know you know start from the beginning what what got you into uh transformers collecting and eventually up to uh, making uh, a convention. Okay, this is going to take a little while, but so bear with me. Uh, first of all, glad to, glad to be here tonight. You know, it's going to be what it's three weeks from tonight when we're uh, setting stuff up. Actually, three weeks from last night when we're setting stuff up. So it's pretty exciting. Um, so how we got into Transformers? Well, um, I was in fourth grade, and we had a uh, program in the class, in our fourth grade class, called the Secret Pal Program. And that program is where you drew names out of a hat. And for that week, that person would get us like a special gift and we had to try to guess who it was. Well, uh, somebody drew my name out of a hat and um, that, that girl's name was Laura Weber. And um, 
uh, by the way, I would love to talk to her now at some point and just show her everything that's happened since that moment when she got me the original wind charger. Um, I got that wind charger, and that's the same wind charger that is now. I don't know if some of you knew that um, there's a display of Transformers in the Indianapolis Children's Museum that Pete Sinclair and I helped them put together the display of the toys, and that wind charger is on display there till the end of July, I believe, beginning of August. But anyway, so got that wind charger. That was April of 84, and I thought it was cool. Um, you know, we just got some Transformers over the course of the year. We had maybe a couple of Transformers that, uh, that Christmas. We got a uh, Optimus Prime was sold out. Um, we were going to get them through JCPenney, but somebody returned them. And that one that got returned, we, uh, we got that Optimus Prime, that one ended up being the gray roller metal plates version the same same exact optimus prime that we ended up selling to peter cullen back in 2006. um so we had you know, transformers from you know that year and we just decided all right just started kept collecting them we my brother and i collected uh, star wars toys um back in starting in i think 1980 we got on that bandwagon old plate we got as much of the retail stuff of that as we could, and then 84 came along, Transformers was something new, Star Wars was dying out, and um, 85, you know, just kept getting everything we could, all the retail stuff that we could, and, um, you know, we decided to make a choice, you know, because Star Wars was dying out, so we decided to go down the Transformers route, and we got everything. Obviously, we didn't know about any of the foreign stuff at that point. But um, it was just, it's, you know, something, I guess, in the genes a little bit. We just like to collect things and such. Um, got everything from 84, 85, 86. It took us a while to get all the 84 toys because we didn't get them as they came out. So we got some of the ones that came out in 85 and 86, the new versions that were in 84. Um, I remember being bummed when there was no Bruticus gift set in the 1986 JCPenney catalog. We knew we were going to have trouble finding that one. Um, we were bummed that there was no Computron or Abominus in the 1987 JCPenney catalog. We knew we were going to have trouble finding those. And obviously, the Abominus never came out here. Um, so we have a, we just kept going with that stuff, kept going with it. Um, Transmasters, uh, we found out about Transmasters fan club in the back of one of the um, comic books, one of the original comic books. We signed up for that, got a newsletter. Um, one of those newsletters, we uh, got hooked up with a couple of people that I've known now for 20 plus years. Pete Sinclair, um, uh, Rick Hoffman, who's another one of our early, early uh, fans that we knew a lot of. Uh, Raksha, who ran the 1995 show. Um, we contacted them through Transmasters. They contacted us, and you know, we just got hold of each other. Um, let's see. And then in 1990, when Transformers, you know, went on hiatus, um, Tony, uh, let's see, I'm trying. I lose track of the years. Um, yeah, they blend. I think don't they? It, yeah, they they start they start to blend together. You know, 20, 20 some odd years ago. Um, we did a we did an article for Tomart magazine, uh, a price guide for what it was at the time. You know, we got a lot of help with that. But the main point was trying to get, you know, 
good color pictures out there because the only information that was out there in an official form was very, very bad black and white little pictures out of the price guide. Um, so we took a lot of our stuff down to Tomar Studios in Dayton, um, had them take pictures of it. They put a nice uh, article in a magazine. It was Action Figure Digest. It was in the single digits. I want to say maybe number seven or eight sold out now. Um, but then from that, Tony Pareto got a hold of us and then started to just blow my little brain because he showed us all the Japanese stuff that we had no <laughs> idea existed. Well, and, oh boy. well, let me ask you this, only because I, I, I'm listening to how it got created. And yeah, I'm, I'm getting to the I'm getting to the convention part. I just have yeah, to tell no, all no, the no. back. I, I, I know you are, but but for some reason it just clicked into my head that you're going around 1980, 1981, 1982, and then you said that there was a, a a standstill with Star Wars, which would have been around 85, which would have been Power of the Force. So my question, I mean, the thing that goes wraps around my head is, is if they had continued with Star Wars. Would we now be talking about a Star Wars convention instead of a Transformers convention had they continued with the figures and the vehicles and everything past 85? That would be a no. There is no sure way. That that? Would, no <laughs> way. Absolutely not. Because no. I'm like, wow. I mean, I, I when you said that, I would, that's what went through my head. I'm like, I'm going this direction, and you just made me go, wow. You know what I mean? But No, but anyway. there, there's... Yeah, no, there was there was no way that we would we would do that. We um, so ninety two, Tony uh, Tony got a hold of us. We were talking about things about you know he called me from California. We were on the phone for gosh, a couple hours. He was telling me about stuff. Sorry, throat's getting a little dry. Um, and then a couple of friends, I say local friends, but they were from Ohio and Illinois. Rick Hoffman, Keith Sinclair, Raksha. We all got together. This was the summer of 1993. We got together at one of the Kane County toy shows, which coincidentally is in St. Charles, Illinois. Um, I know we're not going to talk about whatever, the new stuff, but um, it's in St. Charles, Illinois. And um, they have a toy show there. Um, two or three times a year. It's a huge, gigantic toy show, lots of vintage stuff. Um, we had a booth there um, just selling, like, extra Transformer stuff just to kind of gauge interest because we had talked about, okay, 10th anniversary of Transformers is coming up. You know, and by this time, G2 had come out, was starting to come out. But, you know, we should try to do something. We should try to do something for the 10th anniversary. So we contacted Hasbro. Um, we contacted Hasbro to see if there would be, you know, if they would be able to supply um, exclusives for that. You know, we had no idea. We were, I mean, we were obviously going into this completely blind. Um, we, we just kind of built the convention based off of what we thought people would enjoy. You know, obviously those of you that have been around, it, it was a one-day show. It was in a, you know, relatively small room. There were maybe 225 people there, maybe 100. 25 pre-registrants. Um, there were, you know, somebody called me the Thursday before the, con uh, no, it was the Tuesday before the convention. 
and um, he was calling from Los Angeles because he had flown over from Japan wanting to come to the show and wanting to get a booth. Well, all 10 of the booths were sold out, but we were able to get him in with Tony Frito, and Tony ended up going to Mexico, you know, for years and years and years and years. Mexico now has his own uh, dentistry business in Japan. I'm very happy for him. Hopefully, we get to see him again. That, that, that to me is, uh, and no disrespect to him, that's humble beginnings right there. Just to come yeah, in I'm, on under under someone else, and everyone knows of him. Right, right. No, no. Um, Fumihiko was, um, you know, there's seven of us that have been to every um, every BotCon, and Fumihiko, several, a, couple, a few years back now, he was the eighth person. There were a total of eight. I know Don missed one year in there. I think, yeah, yeah I know Don, sorry. <laughs> um, Fumihiko I, was... I, but I have to say it, though. I have to say it, though. Yeah, right, right. Fumihiko was number eight, and so there's seven of us left, and, you know, we'll all be... 85 years old, and we'll still be number seven. There will still be seven of us that will be going to every convention, wherever that, wherever that convention may be, you know. Um, but, you know, we it was it was up to maybe three weeks before the convention, and um, we were we did not have a lot of uh, pre-registrants. I mean, you know, however, however many pre-registrants the show has now, I don't know. I have no idea how many they have now. But... Um, yeah, we had maybe 65 or 70 at that point, three weeks or four weeks to go before the show. And we came real close to canceling the whole thing. The whole thing, would have, would have, we just already canceled it, sent, sent stuff back to, to Hasbro, sent everybody their money back. Because it was almost going to be just a complete a complete mess, I mean, a complete loss of money. And, you know, stuff started coming in, stuff started coming in. And um, we, got the, you know, we got the exclusives from Hasbro, and so we just decided to go for it. And then, you know, we just wanted to put together the things that we thought people would enjoy, you know, some things that maybe people haven't seen, you know, a couple of episodes from Transformers Victory, you know, I know that stuff is all, people take that stuff for granted now, but back then it was all on videotape and we had to buy it from, you know, friends that copied it in Japan, all that sort of crazy stuff. Um, we had a Hasbro, you know, two Hasbro guys, um, uh, Carl Fritz and Todd Bowman, I believe. Um, where their names um, came and did a presentation, um, showed all the new toys. Um, and the first question that I think they got, uh, I think Don's was the second, but I think the first question that they got was, um, is Transformers dead after this year? And they said no. And that got a room full of applause. And that was that was a great awesome. moment. Because yeah. there, were, there were people really, really concerned about it. And there were people concerned, I mean, because there were just not a lot of toys coming out. The Dreadwing had was not yet out, but they showed it and they demonstrated it with the whole Gatling gun thing oh, that, yeah. you know, at, at that point was pretty revolutionary for a Transformers toy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, they, show, they showed the auto rollers, which, you know, rolling them back and forth. I know now they look kind of, they look very dated, but back then, I mean, it was just like the, the craziest thing and people blew up with those too. They were, they were super excited about those. Carl, was that the year yeah. that we saw the GoBot racing room? That that was that the year that, that they did showed, not come out. Right, that was the year they showed they had the GoBot racing rig that did it ended up getting canceled. Um, they did show that they demonstrated that with the, the ring of fire and the and the barrels, uh, all that stuff. It got pretty far along, and we used to have one of those at one point, but that's that's long sold since now. But that's kind of how the whole thing. You know, got going, and I, I remember, 
and this is this this will sound funny, but I remember being at the end of that day thinking, oh my gosh, this is the most tired I've ever been. You know, it's the craziest convention. You know, it was busiest, busiest thing. And looking back at it, it was <coughs> excuse me. It was in one small room. It was one day. It was everything was self-contained, and it was just—it was the tiniest thing. If somebody would have told me then, like, come back from 10, 15, 20 years in the future, come back then, um, actually, this is nothing compared to what Bacon is going to be. So just buckle up, sure. because this is going to—this is going to be crazy. Let me I ask you never, this much: Would you believe it? Have you gone before that? Had you gone to any other type convention? Because I know. Prior to that, they still had Star Wars conventions. Star Trek conventions were really big back then. Um, had you gone to anything like that just to gauge how they did it, or did you just go, you know, off the seat of your pants, this is how we're going to do it? We had never been to a convention. We were just actually wow. going into it blind, completely blind. Uh, we were that's just, that's, we, that's we, amazing. I mean, well, we looked I mean, at it like, like – no, go ahead. No, I just I just said that that's amazing. Seeing as you you don't have you didn't have anything to go by. It's not like you even went and looked at what other people were doing with different uh, franchises and this that, and the other. You're you're saying that you just said I'm going to do this and you went with it. That, that's pretty. I mean that's pretty ballsy. Yeah, it was. I mean it, we had to you know make some decisions, but I mean it was just basically we looked at it as. How we were, you know, collectors. We were more. I would, I would say this. We're more collectors, probably primary and fan secondary. I mean, we, we got all the comic books. We watched all the cartoons in the U.S. We got all that stuff. But we were more collectors. We looked at it from a collector kind of standpoint a little bit. Um, and we just said, all right, what, what, were, what are things that people are going to like? What are things that people are going to want to see there? Well, we put, you know, our collection as much as we had on display in the back room. And we had, you know, vendors, and we had, you know, a little art art contest, which was maybe three or four tables worth of just stuff. And there was some great, great artwork there. Some of the be- I mean, a couple of them were some of the, still some of the best uh, pieces of artwork I've seen at a, at a convention. And you know, we had a couple guest speakers, um, and then the Hasbro folks, and then that was it. I mean, we picked up the Hasbro guys um, from the airport that day, and then took them back, you know, that that night. And then um, the next day, my brother and I and Tony Prito went to amusement park and rode roller coasters. <laughs> Carl, I've, uh, I've got a I've got a listener question from our uh, Facebook group. Uh, listener yep. Mike Mike Boyle says, uh, "Greetings, Carl. Uh, I have found so many fond memories from BotCon from the '90s, and I'm sure that the stories you have are voluminous and enter- entertaining. Have you and your brother considered writing a book, perhaps approaching a publisher about your years as Transformers collectors and convention organizers? Oh, you know, there are, uh, there are a lot of stories that can be told. There are probably <laughs> a lot that can't be told. Um, I mean, we're not going to, that gonna sounds like two books. Of, that sounds like two yeah, books right there. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a it it played more some, out like like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there, three books there. because then Carl would remember all the stuff that he's forgotten about as he's writing the other two. Oh, so there'd be, there'd be a third yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of story. We'd have to piece some things together, and I'm sure there's still some things in there that would not be 
would not be told or there would be you know differences of opinion of certain certain the way things happen but uh, yeah it's it's a long crazy journey that this this thing has been on and um it'll still continue you know i'm, I'm confident of that that it's going to keep on going it would, just oh, take, it, would take, it would take too much time i mean i know it'd be fun um to relive some of that stuff um but it would take entirely too much time and you know i don't know how many of you guys uh, some of you guys know i've got a kid coming in september oh congratulations yeah. oh thank you it's um that's that's the next that's the next big thing for me and that is the, the primary thing that's uh, uh that is definitely a step trust me trust yeah. me yeah <laughs> Um, I was thinking about this, and I, I think what we're going to do is is um, let's start with not only the oldest member, but the, the one that's been to the most conventions. Uh, and then we'll just work our way backwards. Um, so let's go with the oldest member. The oldest <laughs> member being Headmaster Don, the oldest member. Go ahead. Well, back in my day, <laughs> we had to walk up the stairs both ways. In the yeah. snow. Anyway, uh, there were no planes, only wagons, covered well, wagons to get to right. the show. Well, considering how small the Fort Wayne Airport is, that was not far from the truth. <laughs> uh, no, well, see, actually, my story with John and Carl start a little bit before BotCon because I wrote into a magazine called uh, Action Figure News and Toy Review. Lee's oh Action Figure. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had asked if they had ever made a prototype RC, and they responded no. John and Carl saw that and corrected them that the, there was a prototype made. It just never got past that stage. And then I think I think you sent the BotCon information to Lee's, who sent it to me. And that's how I got it in the mail about the first BotCon. And that was my first plane trip. My I had been to conventions before because you know I was 24 at the time. I just didn't do a lot of traveling. It's old, but go ahead. It's old. So we flew into Fort Wayne, uh, and I remember being in line. I, I was the first person in line for the dealer room that day, and it was this huge room, but all the dealers were way over here on this side, on the right. And then you had this the stage or, or the the, uh, the the raised platform chairs for for all the visitors and stuff on the left. So I'm sitting there first door, first one at the door, and I peek around the corner, and I see boxes of '94 break of, of G2 breakdown. And I turn to the person beside me and says, "It's breakdown. It's G2 breakdown." And Carl goes, "Shh, shh." I said, well, it's pretty, it's just shush. I said, okay. And so the tour's open, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I swear when I got in there, we got registered, we got, we got our toy, went to the dealer's room, the dealer's section. I, it was like the gates of heaven opened up. <laughs> Angels were singing the choir, and stuff I had only ever seen in my – catalogs that I was getting from the guy in Japan that I was trading Kmart Legend Bumblebees for copy VHS copies of Master Force and Victory. He would send me the various catalogs. That's how I come up from Tony Preto 
I bought God Bomber based on the catalog design, not knowing that was not a real thing, but that's over there. So, I mean, I see Star Saber, Victory Leo, Galaxy, I see all this stuff, and I, that's probably one of the most important days of my life as a collector, seeing that I thought I had a good collection. Hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're pitiful rebellion. <laughs> exactly. It's, I thought I have I have, I have a great collection on my desktop. <laughs> Not anymore, because it was just everything you could imagine. And and then of course we saw we saw all the great stuff from G2 that we had got. And when Carl was talking about Dreadwing, when he I, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. I know you said I can't remember his name. He put the jet in like a half transform mold and folded the Gatling gun out. He launched the missiles and they, and they they almost cleared an eight foot table. And, <laughs> and we were all like, "Yeah, yeah!" Because it's it's like a Gatling gun thing that shoots missiles like eight feet. You know what's not to like? And then we then we saw all the stuff that we wound up not getting. You know the. Because I mentioned this, I mentioned this last week, Carlos. I wish they would go back and make that GoBot racing rig. It it just was such a fun little thing. I wish if they could resurrect it, I kind of would want to see that again. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I don't. Well, speaking of that, I mean, you know, they, you know, that um, Pete and you know Brian, they they worked it out so that they could they did a newer version of the Pretender Gorilla. I don't know what I don't know if they could actually go and do. Yeah. The racing rig. That, I mean, that'd be that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I don't that's, that's I don't I don't know if that's possible, but that, yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool though. Yeah, that's that's more nostalgia talking. But there's a lot of GoBot and Spy Changer fans that still love those from the various series. So that would be kind of something if we could work with, you know, all scale cars like that. But yeah, that that yeah. was that was the start for me. It was you know, and I'm going to end my part by saying. Imagine a 25-year-old man running through O'Hare to catch his connecting flight back <laughs> because my my arriving flight was late, carrying Victory Leo and about four <laughs> other Transformers whose boxes are too big to fit in the suitcase, holding it with his chin, running the length of O'Hare to meet his next plane. Most I, I see I see that all the time. What are you talking about? I started to say I'd pay <laughs> ten bucks to sit. Wait a minute. I see that. <laughs> So, so that that was my first botcon, and then '95 with Rocksha, and then there was no '96 because it doesn't exist, and I missed '97. Uh, unfortunately, I, I was gainfully unemployed at the time, but John Carr was nice enough to let me buy a set, uh, which is the awesome Fractal and Pack Rat, and uh, the original 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 uh, Fractal and Pack Rat, and then. Uh, 98 to pick back up from there. I will I will say this though. In 2004, I had a choice of going to OTFCC 2004 or the last BotCon in Pasadena. As far as run by John and Carl, I have never regretted because that 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 convention in Pasadena. All of us that were there have such fond memories of that that little show out in Pasadena. Yes. And the, that yes. action master breakdown was just it's, it's still it was it's still one of my treasured pieces. So I'm going to thank you publicly. Carl, for everything you and John did, y'all have been my friends for so many years. Y'all have been awesome. You've also been sneaky bastards that I'm still never going to forgive you for a couple of things. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, it's it's BotCon has been a major part of my life for the last twenty years, and I I wouldn't change much of anything. Well, thank you. Appreciate that, Don. I wanted to you you touched on something, and I wanted to go back to '94 for a second because one of the the biggest thing that I got one of the biggest things that I got out of '94, you know, thinking about it now and considering you know obviously the market on toys, you know, will go up, especially Transformers. It seems like it goes up all the time. Um, and this may be something that you know some of the newer fans might not get. They see the price of these you know AFA graded original cars. And original jets like 84 and 85 stuff. This one guy uh, from Rugby Starbase, his name is Matt Worthaki. Still to this day, he had one of the largest booths ever at a BotCon. You know, before you know Joel had you know 90 tables or whatever he has at his FU now. But he had two booths of three tables each, so six tables, and then double-stacked tables. So there was a grand total of 12 tables completely full of everything. I, there were cases, cases of sealed G1 cars, cases, like full cases of jets, of cars. No, there were sealed, um, like sealed on card Constructicons and all the mini-merge guys. There was a sealed case of one Fortress Maximus. Uh, there were, um, you know, Action Master Optimus Primes, 4 and 5 deep, Action Master Megatrons, 3 and 4 deep, Duck Crunchers, 3 and 4 deep, you know, stuff that is just, you know, I don't know how much a sealed case of Autobot cars would go for. Does now, anyone have a been... time machine? No, no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, and they were, they were being sold for, in the dealer room, they were like, $70 a piece, and that was on the high end. You know, that's what people thought was on the high end. Yeah, sorry, Brett. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, you hurt me. <laughs> but on, uh, I guess, I guess out in the hallway before the show, there was somebody going by with, you know, a bag full of sealed cars. They were like 35 bucks a piece. Just unbelievable at these early shows what stuff yeah. used to go for. Now stuff, you know, it's... Oh, it's... I, I, see, I see AFA graded, you know... Um, like aerial bots, original aerial bots go for like eight, nine hundred dollars. Oh yeah, just the crazy, just the craziest thing. Well, and, yeah, time, and the, time machine and and a few thousand dollars, please. Oh, absolutely. Well, there, there was one thing I that you said there that I just want to hit on real quick um, about the guy outside selling his stuff. Uh, <laughs> and this is kind of giving away a little secret. I'll, I'll do it anyway. Um, Every BotCon I've ever gone to, and I've gone since 2000, not as old as Don, but 2000, um, there's always that one guy. There's always that one guy that's walking around the lobby selling stuff dirt cheap every year. The people that think, ah, oh, I mean, that stuff's too high priced and everything, it's every year you get that diamond in the rough. Every year you see the guy that's just I I'm just selling this stuff I don't care. Every year it happens, and from 2000 on to present I've been every year from 2000 I've done every convention I did OTFCC I did BotCon every year I did everything I could and I see it consistently every year. I might not not always get there in time, <laughs> but I but it it happens. So that's absolutely correct. It's amazing when that happens. And e even though I am 
kind of on the the evil dealer side. I love it when I see that. I think it's 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 neat to see because you see Don being a little giddy schoolgirl running up there and just happy to get oh, it, happy to get are it. You, giddy is not absolutely <laughs> just seven. I, I should have been seven years old in pigtails. I'm when telling you, I've just, seen it. I mean, <laughs> Man, I mean, I was, get it out of my head. Yeah, no, it gets worse. It gets worse. If anyone's ever watched uh, the Toy Hunter, if you watch the Toy Hunter at the beginning, they do the little intro, and you see the guy talking about the Boba Fett, and he jumps up and down, and he's all giddy and everything. I, I I've seen it. I've seen a grown man make that noise. I mean, just it's so <laughs> funny. The, the high pitched, yeah. yeah. just they're happy. Yeah, yeah. Dogs in neighboring counties start looking up to yeah. see what the sound so was. Now, I, I do have a little side question before we end with Don. After I've said that, the 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 grown man, all giddy and everything. Um, Carl, being responsible for. Numerous grown men making that noise, and I don't mean in a sexual <laughs> yeah. endeavor. Easy, easy, Brad. Easy, that's easy. What she said. <laughs> Not touching it. Not touching it. Car, what what do you think about that? Well, I'm just I'm just glad that we were able to give you know collectors and fans an opportunity or a way to get together. You know that may not have felt like there was any place to, you know, get together, you know, even though it's only once a year, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good feeling that, you know, we can, or we were able to, we were, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, it wasn't just us. It was, we were, it was a combination of things. We happened to be in the right place at the right time and we took a chance, you know, um, you know, other people could have done it. Other people could have done the show. We were just we just happened to be the ones like, all right, let's take a chance and see what happens. And, you know, for it to do what it did and to do what it continues to do, not in the past tense, in the current and future tense. Um, you know, it's it's fun, you know, seeing seeing kids um that's and, the best and, thing. And, you know. and, and elderly men. Go ahead. El- elderly men, yeah. <laughs> um see not, you know you're those, not, you're not gonna let it go. You just, I'm not. I'm not. No. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna come we're gonna come back to that in a second. Actually, we're gonna come back to that in a quick second. But you know, just seeing these people being able to, um, you know, get you know either relive their childhood, you know, bring bring their current kids into this, you know, seeing new kids, young kids that enjoy Transformers as much as you know we did when we were younger, you know, still do. Um, I think that's you know the biggest reward that we can get for this sort of stuff. No, um, I will say, Brett, to get back to, to one of the things that you said, when we were at the Children's Museum in Indianapolis opening it, uh, we were talking to the, one of the um, museum managers, and she said, yeah, um, I've never seen an exhibit that, you know, seven-year-old people, you know, scream and jump around and go around the corner when they see it, and I've never seen the same thing happen to 47-year-old people. They <laughs> scream and jump up and down and go around the corner when they see all the toys. I mean, she says the same thing. Absolutely. The same thing. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, when we had the uh, Midwest Collectors meet up uh, about a month or so ago, uh, we, uh, a few of us went over to the uh, 
uh, Indianapolis Children's Museum and and uh, checked out the the exhibit. And I, I have to say that Beast Wars setup was off the fl- flipping chain. That uh, the the diorama that was there that I, I couldn't believe that. But well, about that. I was going to say about that, I will say we had the idea just to put the, just to have a Beast Wars display of all the characters. They put, they were the ones that actually put that display all together themselves. We had no, we had no input. I mean, they're, they're a top level organization of the Children's Museum. I mean, they, they had just gotten done doing uh, a whole display on the Terracotta Warriors. You know, just the first, then the first ones in the United States to display all those. And they, they do a bang up job with everything that they do. Wow, it was great. We were glad. We were glad to help. And honestly, uh, you know, I was at I was at Pete Sinclair's house. We were putting together, you know, things we wanted to do based off of a list that they had. And if I would have known that all 160 or 70 toys that we took over there were actually going to take up that little room, we probably would have taken more. We would have figured out a way to do more. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I, but, but that's I'm glad. Go, uh, going to what you were, uh, were talking about, you know, about the 47-year-olds walking around and everything. I mean, we were we were in there, and this room is full of kids and parents and everything. And here we were, these grown adult men with Transformer T-shirts on. We're walking around. We're oh, like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Dar- Daron, you didn't trample any little kids, did you? <laughs> okay, you didn't trample. Okay, don't. No. We, we, we just the show. We discussed, we discussed before the show we were not going to talk about that, Brett. Okay. <laughs> My apologies. Never mind. I know Go where ahead. you live. I can come slap you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I, I walk in there, and the very first case, I walk up there, and I'm like, it's a weird wolf. Oh, look, it's a weird wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have one, I have one right here. Yeah, but I, I mean, and then and then we're walking around. It's like, oh, look how hilariously mistransformed that one is, like that. And this this woman, I, I kid you not, was standing next to me, and I think it was one G that was standing next to me. Uh, but uh, we there was there was like a masterpiece sound wave that was like all jacked up, you know. And we was talking about how hilariously mistransformed it was. And this woman just kept looking at us and she turned to her husband, I guess, and went nerds. <laughs> and they walked off. Yes. Yes. You were, you were well, found I, out. Yes. I will say to our defense, everything that we we let them, or we lent them, was transformed correctly. So I don't know what in the world happened in the cleaning process. It took a couple of weeks to clean everything, you know, get all the dust out as much as they could. I think but, they had Soundwave's gun actually turned around backwards to where the the chrome part was like pointing up his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and there was never an opportunity for us to get in there and, and try to fix everything. So we just said, yeah, we'll just leave it. It's still a very Somebody, very nice display though. It is. Yeah, it's no. a very, very wonderful exhibit to go to. Um, somebody, Don, somebody mentioned. Did, oh, go ahead. Yes. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I have a story from 2004 that has never been told, and I want to, I want to tell that story. Um, well, I was actually there, so I'm ready to hear this one. Okay. Um, well, you know, I kind of want to frame this a certain way. You know, in light of you know things that happen. We'll we'll just we'll just we'll just put this under the under the um, file. This under sometimes things just happen. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yes. You know, we had 2004 was the first and only official. You know, we had dinners at BotCon all the time. But we had BotCon breakfast. We decided to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what was the, the free exclusive? And again, it was free. Those people that say that, you know, it was third party and whatever, it was free. We didn't sell the thing. We never sold the thing. Right. Um, it, it was, you know, it was, it was free to those who go to the breakfast. Well, there was an issue. Because the per- I don't even remember the guy's name that you know, we were working with to get the, the G2 breakdown. Um, uh, Prowl Pants. A- Action Master. Who was it? Prowl Pants. Okay. Uh, um, I have, yeah. I've actually, I actually have a Weird Wolf that he did. Oh. He, he did some fantastic work. He, he did, and the, and the breakdown ended up, ended up great. However, um, you know, under under the file of things that just happen, um, you know, that you can't control, things being out of completely out of your control, we did not get those breakdowns until that morning. They were FedExed overnight because he kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And in fact, I don't know, Brett, do you remember that you got the breakdown? Um, at the end of the breakfast, do you remember that at all? Or no, 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 no. You got it. We got it at lunch. You got it at lunch that day, because can I, can that is I, when the. Can I lie or tell the truth? You you can well tell the truth. I mean, there's no nothing. The, the truth was I didn't want to pay for the dinner or the breakfast, so I missed out. And Rose, who I was with, um, we we had we had went in together on a booth. She did. And she walked out with this breakdown, and my jaw dropped, and I was like, "I, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars for that." And I, and I want to say that that dinner was like fifteen bucks. It, was, it, wasn't, it, was like, it wasn't much. I mean, I'm sorry, not dinner, but breakfast. It was like nothing. And I'm like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks for that thing. That thing is awesome." Nope, nope. I was like, so I wound up getting one later on the secondary market because I was too stupid to pay for the breakfast. But the person I was with got it right after the uh, the breakfast. And we were getting ready to open up the dealer room, and she was like, look what I got, you know. So I do know that some people got them, at least some people got them right after the breakfast. Yeah, I, I believe I'm, I'm trying to remember. I know half of them, I think half of them came then. We got the second box at noon. Because it was, I mean, he was so late in getting those to us. He had the next day them, and we got it, like, before noon. And we got some of them that we were able to give out. And we had a checklist to make sure. And, you know, nobody ever knew that. We just said, you know, there's a little bit of a delay. Right. You know, and, just, and right. He was there at the show, too, wasn't he? I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I think I have, actually have a picture of him. Because he was doing other things, and I found out later he was the one that did the, uh, he was the one that did that exclusive. Oh my goodness! He's, he was from the UK, I believe. Prowl pants. Where the heck is it? I I don't remember. My brother would know. My brother dealt more specifically with him than than I did, certainly. Well, talk to amongst yourselves while I look through a ton of pictures. <laughs> Um, you know, and we were able to, you know, get around certain things because that G2 um, logo 
was not under copyright or trademark at the time that it was used. It was the, the trademark or the copyright for that image had run out. So it was it was open for anything. So it was, um, you know, it was available for use. And that's how we were able to use that. We would not have used it had it been, you know, a trademark, trademark thing. Um, but, you know, we, we skirted around some things, certainly, and um, but we were able to make it work. And I think it was a, it was a fun, fun thing, certainly for that show. Um, you know, we, we always talk about if we had, we could have done that show a little bit differently. You know, we could have maybe had the, the dealer or the. Um, now that the, was also uh, the year that uh, Tony Preto displayed his collection, right? Supposedly yeah, yeah. One of every transformer. Yeah, and that that was that was pretty crazy. I mean, he he helped bail us out because we didn't have as many dealers as we would have liked or vendors as we would have liked. So he helped fill that room. Because I um, think, I think I remember that being the first time I saw all eight <coughs> of the Japanese only headmasters in one place at one time. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he is, he is uh, incredible. He's been great for the hobby, you know, over the years, you know, being a vendor at the shows, you know, having stuff that nobody else has or, you know, able to, help with information and stuff and he had his own newsletter um back in the day you know 94 95 that was the first time that i had seen um images of the cyberjet extra weapons and armor that never ended up getting released mm. and we still never still never seen um those actually come out anywhere you know that's some that's something i'd like to see um that, that you guys uh, did back in the day um, I'd like to see implemented again uh, in future botcons. Uh, and even though many of us have had many different transformers uh, throughout our lives uh, as as a collector, there's a there's still a vast many of us out there that have not seen certain molds in person. And what I would love to see come back is uh, is like a room set up with displays. You know, uh, of all transformers, I, I, I know that would be a huge display, and it may take many people to put it together. But I mean, that would be something: is to have a mini museum accessible by all fans of Botcon uh, that go to Botcon. Yeah, that that would be that would be crazy. It would involve a lot of security. It would involve a lot of um, checklists of you know who did, who donated what, and you know it would. There'd be a lot of, I mean, no doubt it would be incredible. Of actual physical or physical visible checklist of everything, that'd be pretty unbelievable to see. It would be a logistical nightmare, but it would be phenomenal to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, we could omit anything, you know, Energon or anything like that because nobody cares. But yeah, <laughs> no, you know, that's that's the thing with the history of. With the history, you know, even with the history of Botcon, you know, I know Don said '96 didn't exist. '96 did exist. If there wasn't a '96, if there I wasn't know. a '96, there wouldn't have been a '97. The way it right. was. Right. Oh, I know. It's it's just '96 was just such a. <laughs> just <laughs> that that just sums it up right there. You know, cake with no plates, name badges that were stickers, watching videos outside on an AV cart. <laughs> well, you know, you you see you you hear about that, and there are 
you know, I don't know how many people knew this. It was Ryan Squierdo from Cybertron.com. He either put a bid in for, I think it was the 96 show. I think we had to, we were deciding either between Dennis Barger and Men in Black or Ryan Esquierdo, and I guess we just chose Dennis Barger. Um, you know, if there wasn't that show, there wouldn't have been, you know, yeah. the way things got together with 97 and, you know, the way that that whole path turned and made its twists and turns through time and the different shows. Yeah. You know, I... Uh... Um, I, you're going you're going to hate me for saying this, but uh, I was a, a late goer to BotCon. I didn't become an adult collector until '99, and um, I think that was the year. What was the year that you was in Durham, North Carolina? 2000. 2000? Okay, so uh, so that was the first BotCon that I actually heard of, and I was trying to get the funds together, and then I got the funds together to go but my work at the time wouldn't allow me off because I had just started like a few months before. And I, uh, so my very first Transformers convention, uh, unfortunately, was OTSCC 04. Uh, I had the choice to go to BotCon in Cal uh, California or OTSCC, and me being in Kentucky, the closer one won out. That, and that's really the only reason. Yeah. Um, it, it was more of a financial reason for me. And... I don't want to go into the to everybody knows what happened that year, uh, but I, I kind of uh, you know I hear all these awesome stories from that last botcon that you guys did, and I'm like, damn, I, I wish I'd went to that one. You know, I mean, I, I did enjoy my time at OTFCC because I would go on to go to many more botcons. I mean, you know, I've I've been to uh, uh, many different uh, conventions and botcon. I think that's the number one thing that keeps me coming back. And I think that's the question I'm getting at here too, uh, is BotCon more or less to me is the fan experience is the experience that you get with other people that like the same brand as you. And whenever you were putting together BotCon, uh, you said you were mainly collectors, uh, but, how? Uh, what kind of thought processes did you go into for um, making it a fan experience? I mean, not just ideas that you had, but I mean, how much? How much did you want it to be more of a fan experience than okay, here's uh, more or less a dealer room, just go and buy toys, and here's a couple guests. I mean, I I, I hope that's not too complex a question. Well, no, no. I mean, we. You know, it just is, it evolved over time. You know, we had to have certain aspects of it. You know, you have to have, you know, the dealer room. You have to have, you know, when you can view um, videos or whatever. Now, obviously, everybody has their own videos, and that's kind of fallen away. But, you know, you have guests. You know, Raksha did her first thing, which I thought was great. Her first, when she did it in 95, she did like this laser light show set to the music of the original 86 movie soundtrack, you know, something just creative that had never been done before. Oh, that's cool. That's a great idea. You know, and we try to, you know, do different things, you know, every year for, you know, what fans might like, you know, some like the, the costume contest, you know, that, that seems to be a, a 
popular thing. You know, I've got, I had my picture taken last year with a couple of incredible costumes that are taller than me. And, you know, that's, that's pretty tall. And, you know, it's just some things where we're just looking at different sorts of things to try and do. Some things work, some things don't, you know, it's just, it's just a trial or error thing. Um, you know, we just try to come up with different ideas. And I think, you know, Pete and Brian, I think they try to do as good a job as they can within the financial limits of what they can deal with to do new things, to try to do different things. Like I said, some work, some don't. Um, you know, and I just think that's what we try I, I know, to do. What I, know, they try to do. I know how you said that, um, you know, if somebody from now would, would take a time machine back and, and tell you what BotCon how big BotCon would be, uh, and it would blow your mind. But, I mean, the, just in BotCon in and of itself, even today, is a mind-blowing experience, in my uh, in my opinion. I mean, every time I've went, I've enjoyed it, the bottom line. Um, um, you know, can you, can you uh, what, what, in your opinion, do you think you would have thought uh, about the things that uh, that we do today at BotCon, if somebody went back and told you, "Hey, Frank Welker's coming this year," you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you, we, you you may not have known we were real close to getting him in '97. We almost yeah. had both Frank and Peter in '97, and it just came to a point where we ran out of money, and we had to make the choice: Frank Welker or Peter Cullen, and we made the choice of. Peter Cullen, because he was, you know, I guess a little bit more iconic of the two, even though, you know, Frank Walker's still incredible. And, um, you know, not getting into money, certainly, but um, he was a lot more uh, affordable back then than, than now. I will say but, that. But he, but he did That's do that nice, that. he did do the nice recorded message. Absolutely, yeah, and the sound, the sound like without going through the voice modulator, so it just sounded like, yeah, it just sounded like a really, right, yeah. but yeah, no, he did, he did, and he was actually very legitimately, you know, sorry he couldn't be there, you know, he was, he was actually, you know, they were looking forward to it, and that would have been, that would have been incredible, you know, with that, with those two guys, and with the two Beast Wars actors, and with the, you know, the concert that went, you know, wildly over budget, but that's you know, an experience for everything, certainly. Um, you know, that was a that was a pretty uh, pretty phenomenal show as it was. Now that well, that was another show of a learning experience. Well, uh, Carl, let me let me ask you this: um, in the first ten years, what you had to go through getting exclusives is probably. A, a podcast by itself on on forming the relationships with Hasbro and through them with Takara, getting the exclusives made, setting up the price points. Because I, I tell I, I tell people all the time, you don't know how lucky you are seeing what we, what you have in advance. Back in the day, all we had was a was a size class and a, and a general price point. You know, we could say, okay, it's a Voyager. Well. We know it'll be a Voyager from the last two years or so, give or take, but we had no idea what, what it could be. Uh, in the in the first ten years, uh, what do you think is your crowning achievement as far as the exclusive toys, and what is the one thing that you just could not get that you wanted? That's a that's a really uh, that's a tough question. Um, 
I would say honestly, um, the exclusive that kind of set up everything um, was probably the um, the fractal pack rat two pack because the way the way that you know Glenn envisioned the package and how it all came out, you know, having a comic book with it, um, you know, I will never forget when we did that at the dinner. I mean, there were a lot of oohs and ahs and shocked faces when we pulled that two-pack out because the people, I mean, they just hadn't seen anything. Like, it was Beast Wars, but it was kind of in a, a little bit of a G1 type of package, a little bit, kind of, yeah. um, with the grid design and all that. Um, but I think that's the one that kind of was like, oh, you know, coming after the things that had, had come before, you know, not disparaging those things at all, right. not disparaging the night, the night Racer or the, the Onyx Primal. Um not disparaging those things, but it was another it was another progression past that, mm-hmm. and I think that you know people are like oh now we're we're in a different ball game, and you know when you know the things the things that came after that, you know I don't know remember the exact order. I know there's Antagony, I know there's Sandstorm, I know there's like Cat Scan Cyclonus, I know there's all this. I don't yeah. remember the RC exact and Tigatron. order. RC Tigatron, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, a different thing. You know, we did we did a little voice chip with RC. Um, you know, just different different sorts different sorts of things. You know? The the voice Bro, chip that would never shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was an idea. You know, it, it was it was it was neat, but never shut up. <laughs> and, and so what's and I'm sure you've mentioned this in the past to us at, at the shows and stuff. But for listeners, what is the one exclusive you wanted but just could not get for whatever reason? Um, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Um, but we were originally – and it's still up for debate if this stuff is even in existence anymore. Evidently – somewhere because we did talk to some people at Hasbro who I will not name that said that this stuff that this stuff was in existence there were beyond supposedly now Paul Hitchens might you know might not agree with me Paul's a great guy Paul's freaking great and I want to see Paul if you're listening or if you're watching I want to see your last botcon panel at some point because I know what you're going to show I know one thing you're going to show and I want to see that but <laughs> besides that um one of the things that evidently was in existence that we wanted to do, we tried to do, and somebody pulled the plug on it and couldn't do it. There was another series of action masters, supposedly, based off of movie designs, like physically, like physical prototypes based off of movie designs. And we had talked about doing like a five pack or a ten pack of those. Like it would have been like the movie cast of characters. Now that, you know, is the stuff of legend. We had talked about that. And somebody from Hasbro said it was in existence, and then they pulled the plug on it. The contact that I've been talking to pulled the plug on it, and you know nothing ever came of it. Obviously, I think that would have been incredible. I think that. I mean, some people are fans of Action Masters, some people aren't. But I think just getting anything that was there, you go. But getting anything that you know was planned and then was canceled, getting trying to produce that stuff again, I think that's that's a cool thing. We had talked more recently, until more of these started showing up, um, we had talked about, and I think before we had sold ours, uh, the unproduced set of GoBots, we had talked about 
maybe reverse engineering um, the Jeep and another one and having them as like souvenirs or something for, for a convention. I know not everybody would have enjoyed them, you know, yeah. compared to the now, the, the uh, you know, all the um, articulation of toys now. Um, it's, they're not well, anything. But, but it's just, it's just the fact of the matter. They were unproduced. I mean, and even now they exist in very short numbers, very, very low numbers. Yeah. But um, I still think it would have been kind of cool. Because I've I've always been saying that uh, ever since uh, in, the, in the past ten years or so, use the UK molds, the Turbo Master molds, the Thunderclash mold. Get get those molds mm-hmm. back out as viable toys while the molds are still good, but they don't have the, they don't have the they don't, they don't have the articulation everybody wants, which right, doesn't, right. which doesn't bother me because before we had elbows, we counted ourselves lucky. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, I mean, there's a lot of the molds that we just can't get. I mean, they just don't, they don't exist. They're in the ocean. I mean, that's that's the way I understand it. I mean, Pete knows a lot more of that stuff than I do. Yeah. Um, but I know some of that stuff is, um, you know, just simply not available. I know they get a they get a mold list of what they what is possible. Um, but. Yeah, not everything's possible that would, would look great. Would look great on a Digibash, you know, whatever. It was, you know, oh, man, this would be perfect. Yeah, that would be perfect. However, that mold's not available. Uh, some clownfish in the middle of the Pacific using it at <coughs> home. So, now, what I wanted to talk about, um, before I go to uh, Tobias, so you can get the, the non-U.S. version of the story and what his effect is, um, I, I started in 2000 and the one thing that I wanted to say thank you for is that there are, there are certain people that I only get to see once a year. Um, and I know Don mentioned this, but it, but it's absolutely true. Uh, these are people that, uh, I met online that yes, I went to a convention and actually met them. I mean, now you got to worry about it being, you know, a cop and not a 14 year old girl, whatever, you know what I mean, you know, a setup, but, but yeah. Um, and we go to the show and, uh, these are friends that, that I've had ever since. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, these are, these are friends that you only see once a year, but you have that connection. You have the connection with the show. And I want to thank you for, for putting on that show. And, and I, I came in late. I came in in 2000, but I went to every show all the way up to 2004. And I've been going ever since, um, up until I'm already registered for this year. So, but it's, it's people that you don't see. Um, and I, I mean, I've got friends in, in Europe in uh, Europe, Indonesia, uh, uh, Canada and and yes, even as far away as California. <laughs> so I mean, and, and these are people I only get to see. Now the funny part is, is is and and people kind of they think they they don't think too highly of that. They're just like, oh, well, whatever. Um, I actually flew to uh, Texas, and due to problems, I missed a flight. And I told a buddy of mine that I met at BotCon. And rather than going to a hotel, he said, come to my house. So I went to 
you know, his house had a wonderful, and, and in case anyone doesn't know, but in, in Texas, leftovers are a steak this big, a baked potato mm. bigger than your head. And those were the leftovers that were fed to me um, by someone that, that doesn't really know me, only knew me from the shows. Gave me a ride to the airport and off I went. I mean, the, those are the connections. Those are the connections that you get from your show. From your show. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that I, I mentioned this, you know, many years ago at the show, and it's still, it's still, you know, still holds true today. Um, yes, bot cons are like family reunions. You know, you get you get together. You know, you only get together once a year. You know. Sometimes the family's a little dysfunctional. Sometimes you have disagreements. But at the end of the day, you're still family. Right. And, you know, you all have the common, you know, the common interests and the common things. And, you know, you can be mad at each other for a little bit. But, you know, you give each other a hug, pat each other on the back, you know, see you next year. That rib sort fur. of thing. Rib fur. Furry rib. <laughs> <laughs> Trot, not monkey. But, you know, right, right. I mean, just all, all that stuff that at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, you know, takes a back seat to, you know, friendships and relationships that you, you know, gathered over the years, now over 22 years, 21 years. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy. It's it crazy the, the number of, the number of people you get connections with, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's humbling to think about, you know, two guys taking a chance helps, you know, people get connections, but I guess that ends up being what it was. Well, well, actually, actually, well, and that's what makes it. That's what makes it that. Much, that's you know, just so much special. That's not what you intended, but that's what it turned out to be. Well, heck, heck, Carl, people that met at BotCon have gotten married. I mean, you, and, you said and had kids, right? And had that's kids, I mean. and have now brought and have now brought their kids to the convention. So there's <laughs> there's Transformers fan generation two, right? Well, so I, I, I mean, got, and it's great. It is, but I got a funny story for you. Um, and, and people that know me, they know that I, you know, I started out collecting. And what happens when you get almost everything you want? Well, then you start amassing extras. So then you turn to the the dealer portion. And before I did that, um, I brought my kids, and I have three wonderful boys, and I brought them in, and I'm like, you know, these are Transformers. These are great. This, that, and the other. And I want to do football. I want to do baseball. I want to. Do... So I didn't get that connection. However, when I told the middle son, and this is, you know, you sell this, you make this much money, you do this, you make this much. Now that's interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of slid in on the the dealer aspect. I mean, so it, it's kind of funny. It still brought him into the fray. But he's more into the. Yeah, I like doing the dealer aspect, you know. Yeah, you know, they mad at me if you want, but that's it's true, and it's still transformer related, and uh, it's still botcon related, um, because you know you 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 can't really have a botcon without the dealer room. Sorry, but it's a necessary evil. So I, I always thought that was funny uh, that we didn't come in on the the bright and cheerful collector side we came in under the kind of gray area of the uh the collect uh the, the dealer side 
Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how we got, you know, the, the show before BotCon. I mean, that's how we had kind of got the thing started a little bit. And, you know, we've had tables at things and, you know, obviously some people know we're going to have a table at this show, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's place for everybody at the convention, you know, place for the people that don't collect, place for the people that have, uh, they're just fans, you know, that they just, you know, enjoy the cartoons, people that, you know, dressed up, people that, you know, fans of anime or whatever that want to um, meet with the guests, you know, just all sorts of different types of people. And the demographic exactly. keeps getting, the demographic being different kinds of fans, you know, keeps changing and growing and evolving. And that's, that's a challenge in and of itself to see where, where those paths go. And, and, and I agree with you on that because you have different cultures, different aspects of life. And um, I'm kind of hoping Tobias will jump in here. Um, what, yeah. What's your take on this? Well, um, uh, I started collecting uh, late as well. Uh, I think it was the first uh, movie in 2007, yeah. live action movie that uh, sparked my interest again for uh, Transformers. And uh, I think it was in 2008 or 2009, I read about BotCon the first time that there actually was something called BotCon. And it, it was a distant dream then, back then. <laughs> um, but uh, eventually, uh, I went at, uh, in 2011, first time, went over to uh, Pasadena, Los Angeles just to visit BotCon. So that was a great, great experience. Overwhelming, of course. Um, <laughs> got to meet a lot of people standing in line a lot. <laughs> That's any convention you go to, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, uh, yeah, of course, meeting a lot of people. But I remember the first time getting into um, um, the dealer's room. Um, yeah, and I was that little uh, giddy girl <laughs> that you talked about. <laughs> yeah. Look at that! Like, look at that! Overload! <laughs> that was things that I only read about because here in Scandinavia, okay, we had a couple of um, gatherings, uh, conventions, but uh, they are very sparse, uh, to say the least. And then along came uh, auto assembly and so on and so forth. But um, uh, yeah, I was not uh, familiar with these kind of toys. So I only seen them in pictures. So imagine yourself going into this room. You've all been there and experienced this. Yeah, wow. Well, um, uh, fast forward a couple of years, 2014, I went there again. Botcon, so uh, I think I, uh, I hit two really good botcons, in my opinion. 2011, great botcon, uh, and, and I'm talking about the theme then, because the animated one. And uh, in 2014, of course, I met uh, up with uh, both the Don and Brett. It's great. I uh, just uh, started out um, doing this podcast, and uh, it's so great to meet you all. And uh, uh, Brett's wonderful family there. We had a lot of fun, and um, lots of drink. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. Um, no, no, it was a different experience 2014 because I already um, been there in 2011. So uh, this first impact that is Botcon, of course, it's great. I think it's really great. Um, that had settled. I, I was more prepared for what was coming. Uh, so I could uh, more engage with the fans, uh, other fans, that is. And so, um, yeah, that was really great. It was yeah, more le level-headed, uh, BotCon, for, for me. And the good thing is, by meeting me and Brett, you were already batting 500 at your first BotCon. Exactly. You got to see the young and the old. Yeah. <laughs> I walked right into that one. I walked yes, into you that did. Yes, you right. did. That, that was me walking through the doors and then just boom. And well, then you got me going, hey, guys, wait up. <laughs> yeah, but what I was Excuse me. No, no go ahead, Tobias. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to say, I, I don't think we can explain enough what an impact this um, uh, convention is, really, for someone who hasn't been there. We can say, yeah, it's great, and you're uh, overwhelmed by this and that, but yeah, it's so hard to explain. You have to experience it. Um, I was mentioning it as standing in line, uh, which was just so overwhelming. Wow, there is a lot of people here. <laughs> I understand why we are uh, standing in line for this. Um, but yeah, even that was a uh, great fun talking to people, standing in line and uh, getting to know. But it's so overwhelming. You have to go like at least two, three times, I think, to Botcon because the first time everything just disappears in a haze. <laughs> you have to uh, <laughs> land, sort of, uh, yeah, to uh, absorb it all. But. Um, and then the second time, yeah, like I said, uh, it was more uh, leveled. But I think I have to go a third time, at least. So this year's the year. Yes, yeah, I, I can't go. Uh, oh. <laughs> We're moving and all that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He, he has that little excursion to the UK where he's uh, where he's moving his entire life. Yeah, so that's oh, yeah. just that is just a little little more important. Well, I, I think I think essentially, like Tobias said, um, Botcon is is a good institution, and uh, from the outside looking in, people that uh, you tell you know it's like you tell your coworkers uh, they you're getting ready to go on vacation, they ask you where you're going to, and you say, well, I'm I'm going like this year, I'm going to Chicago to uh, Botcon. And they're like Botcon, what's that? And like, well, it's it's a transformer convention, and and they, uh, you know, to us, Botcon is a good institution of of things, but to the outside world, people think we need to be in an institution. Uh, but <laughs> um, I, like Tobias said, though, the experiences that you have at Botcon, Botcon isn't just about the toys. For at least for me, it's not. I mean, the toys are a great plus and they're essentially what bring me there. But what keeps me coming back are the people and the ability to get together uh, in this environment. And um, 
without you guys, uh, you and your brother, uh, uh, setting up this this great convention and starting it all those years ago, and 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 it eventually coming to be what it is today. Uh, I mean, I look back and, and I wasn't able to go to any of those early conventions. I, I kind of came on uh, as an adult collector uh, very late. You know, I mean, I collected them back in the '80s and then got out of toys. And then got back in as uh, as an adult in '99, and I really, really wish I had a time machine uh, to go back to some of these early cons because it seems to me, you know, I've been to a couple smaller, closer knit uh, conventions where you know there's not as many people attending, but yeah, you know, it's the, the it's just botcon, you know. I mean, there's yeah, something I mean, there's something about that name botcon that uh, that just has has the draw to it. Well, it's, it's 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 when you say the name, people that have been there a couple of times have a feel for it. Like what like what Tobias Tobias was saying, you need several times under your belt to get a feel for it because every time's a little different. But when you go to someone that's been there a while and you say coming up we all get the same kind of just undescribable sense of cool that's awesome you know it's just it's 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 an entity yeah it's excitement but it's it's here we are comfortable familiarity is what i would because you see your friends you see all the great toys you have the events you know you're going to have fun and in the early years, it was, you know, y'all getting Cypher and Doug to do MST3K, brilliant. I think that's one of the highlights of the early years is, uh, you know, all the you could do the movie four years in a row because there was enough material for them to riff on the movie for four years in a row, plus everything else. You know, but, uh, you know, it, it's just. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just it changed my life. And, you know, Carl and John, y'all guys just, you started, I, I'm going to use this word, and I, and back when I offered to write, I offered, I, I offered to write the foreword to the last 2004 program guide. And I even sent John and Carl a, a small s- snippet of this, of what I was shooting for, if they would, if they would let me write it, because I'd been to all of them but one by that time. And it all summed up like this. They started a legend and that is just as true today as it is in anything else well, i agree I mean, don thanks i mean I, I appreciate that um it's you know we I, I still think anybody could have done it at some point um i've i've really sitting here thinking about you know what tobias said um coming from you know coming from a long ways away and um i'm certainly glad that you have come over and I really enjoy that perspective because I think, you know, not going to get into it too much, but in this age of negativity of a lot of different things, people sometimes lose sight of of that. You know, they they get caught up in the in the anger of the moment of certain things, and they lose sight of you know what it is. You know, sometimes it's tough to get there. Sometimes there's stuff that happens. You know, once you get there, you know, it's it all it's to, all forgotten. We tried, 
Yeah, we try yeah. to have it be as good a thing as we can. You know, sure, we would love to have, you know, 40 staff members to be able to not have the lines be long. Sure, we would love to have 10 credit card machines so that we won't have to wait as long to get toys. Sure, we would love for that to happen. It's not uh, financially possible. So we they do the best with what they can. You know, and I love, <coughs> excuse me, love Tobias's um, observation of, you know, there were lines, but he got to meet people. You know, it is for, at the first convention that he went to. You know, I think that's great. You know, the social aspect of it, you know, is as important, you know, because once the dealer room closes, you know, you can hang out with people. I mean, there's there's friendly people all over the place. You know, you can just hang out. I mean, you could probably, if you took some things, you could probably stay up for 72 hours and enjoy yourself the entire time <laughs> if you wanted to. Well, that, um, you know, so that's, you that's, talk to whoever. You, you were just talking about caffeine and stuff like that, right? I mean, absolutely. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> any of anyone that's been to BotCon knows that uh, the, the words bed and time just <laughs> is not... Because yeah, I mean, doesn't happen. it doesn't happen because you, you find yourself going to the room to room trading or or just hanging out in the lobby and sitting and talking. And you look at uh, look at your phone or look at your watch and it's 3 a.m. And, and the uh, and the con reopens in like four hours. And you're like, oh, we need to get some sleep. I'm not <laughs> even sleepy. <laughs> yeah. You just totally lose track of time. I mean, it does. Yeah. It's the it's adrenaline. True. It's the excitement. You you. You just and we we talked about this on a, on a, on our box on a preparation guide. Uh, you have to sleep. You have to eat. You have to pace yourself. Otherwise, come Sunday, you will be a Take nervous. Showers. Take a you shower. Take a shower too. You will be a nervous, miserable wreck <laughs> if you try pushing yourself without pacing. Absolutely. But and another I, thing, uh, I was thinking about um, uh, going back to my first botcon. Um, being in the um, in the panels and the uh, dealer's room and everything else, uh, I just went outside uh, to get some air and some sun. <laughs> and there was uh, like I think it was um, Flint. Um, what's his name? Uh, Flint Dilly. Flint Dilly, and uh, I think it was Greg Berger and someone else just sitting there and talking to fans. And I was, I was sitting down and they were welcoming and. I was listening to great stories. They also told great stories on the panels, obviously. But just going around there, you can meet people. Like uh, I met Morgan Lofting out there and uh, Neil Ross at some point. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, mind blowing. And uh, like I said before, I can't really ex explain it, express it enough to people to understand this uh, who hasn't been there. Uh, it's um, yeah, and. That Hall of Fame they had that year. Uh, Michael Bay came and um, so some other actors from. Uh, it was just great. We got to see like 60 minutes of Dark of the Moon before it was released. So it, uh, it was mind blowing. That's why I went back to Botcon that year, uh, 2014, and I'm still going back to Botcon maybe next year. And uh, uh, Brett, you said uh, no. It was Duran. Uh, you said that uh, people thought you were crazy going to Botcon just for Transformer collectors. Imagine coming from Sweden and telling your 
uh, co-workers. Where are you going? I'm going to Los Angeles. Oh, what are you doing? Are you going to see Hollywood? Oh, I'm mainly going for BotCon. It's a big convention for Transformer collectors. What? You had mentioned about your first time and how overwhelmed you were. And yeah. it got me to thinking about um, 2000, my first convention. And then I, I look at like last year. And I think 2000, um, I mean, there, there weren't there weren't as many people there in 2000 as they were as there was uh, last year. Um, so obviously there was less people, which means, you know, less crowds. And I still remember in 2000, I think I. And it's probably because I was overwhelmed. I think I did less in 2000 activity wise running around and everything than I did last year. Even though there was more people and quote unquote more lines this and the other, there was that much more to do, and I, I guess the 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 shock kind of wore it off too. But um, that I mean, I, I never really had a pro I never really had a problem with the standing in line so much because there was always something. You know, I mean, you, you hurried up and went through this and you got your autograph. You hurried up and went and sat down and you did your panels. You, you oh, oh, we got to go do this. You got to do that. So I agree that they uh, they have been able to provide a variety of things for you to do. You can stay in the dealer room all day. You can go to the panels. You can go and do your autographs. If you don't want to stand in line, you can go do this, go do that. And I always thought that was neat. Um and, and I think it comes from humble beginnings, even though, uh, Carl, when you guys did it solo, you didn't have as much uh, activities going on. You you branched new ideas. And I still think, you you know, you, you started the path to what we have now. Absolutely. In every aspect. It's just some things, you know, blew up like the cosplay and. Uh, you know, all the different actors, uh, the voice actors and the panels, all that blew up. So, but it still came, it all came from that show. It, it all did. And um, I, I just think that's, it's, it's awesome. And I, I think that anyone that's ever been to a convention, I mean, you, you, you have to expect the lines. I, I don't look at the lines as being negative. I mean, sure, it'd be nice to, to go through every line in five seconds, but let, let's be realistic. You're not there by yourself. Right. I mean, it's, you know, for I, every year that I've been working with Brian, that I worked the registration line, um, or worked the registration lines, I should say, we've tried to do it different ways. Um, you know, there were, there were years where we did just certain letters, a line for certain letters, and then eventually we went to the system we have now where you, anybody can come up and, you know, find your, find your package. You know, we would love to have more people to do that. It's just... We tried to stagger the things out where certain groups of people come during this time. They do as much as we can, and we, they re, I know Brian reevaluates things every year to try to see if we can streamline the process. And um, you know, talking about the lines a little bit, you know, we don't sit and not try to change things. I know Brian really does that. You know, and I, and I do want to say, you know, I am not in the day-to-day aspect of the convention like Pete and Brian and Angie and all those folks are Lanny all those folks are um, I come in you know on the week of the show and, uh, and help them 
Yeah, I'll help a little bit with with if Pete has a question or wants my thoughts on some of these I'll tell him. He'll either take my opinion or he won't. That's fine. Um, no problem with that. But we try to, you know, for the folks listening, um, we I know Brian, some people don't believe it. He does pay attention to what people say. We try to do try to, you know, change things if stuff's not working um, as much as you can um, within the positive financial possibilities of things. Um, you know, stuff works, some stuff doesn't. Uh, but they're, I know he's trying very hard. Certainly. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, because I know I have a, I have a definite answer um, for each of the four of you guys. What was your favorite show? What was your, and we'll go, uh, we'll go Brett first. And then we'll go oh, jeez, we'll put me on the uh, spot. I'll be, I'll be mine last. How's that? I'll be my, my, I, I have a, I have a tie. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with 2004 and, uh, Pasadena, correct? Oh yeah. I get, I get my dates here, uh, my years mixed up, but I know it was the last one. It was 2004. It's the year that, that they had the OTFCC and the BACON. I went to both and I remember going and it was my favorite and it had my worst experience ever, but it was still my favorite. Um, and, and what happened was, is I, I went there and I got to see, uh, Tony's collection and it, it, it really was, I mean, um, and whether this was just a last minute thing, like you said, or whatever, it, it was, it was impressive. It was really impressive. It actually put a focus on what I wanted how I wanted my collection to be. Did I want to get one of everything? Because I'll be honest with you, when I saw it all, I went, I ain't got room for all that. So then I kind of <laughs> narrowed my focus down. I'll be honest with you. Beforehand, I was like, I'm going to get one of everything. And, and I saw what one of everything entails. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. And that was, and that was before the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This was just basic. He did uh, all the way up to G two. I thought. Um, did he have Machine Wars in there too? He, I he had as far. I he would have as far <laughs> out as I think that had that point. Yeah. I mean, it was. And, and and once again, I mean, I had never seen the uh, the six Japanese headmasters and the the white counterparts and all that, but there they were. I had never seen a Grand Max. There it was. Um, Black Zarek. I mean, don't breathe on it, but there it was. I mean, all <laughs> these things that I had heard of, there they were. So, yes, it um, – I also uh, – that's the year that a, a guy came up and asked if I buy Transformers, and sure. And I left the dealer room and went down to the parking lot and picked up a box of Transformers which also had a uh, vintage Japanese uh, uh, powered convoy, which I picked up. And that was one of my first Japanese items. So that got me kicking because how rare it was. And, you know, of course, back then I got it dirt cheap. So once again, people that don't think that these deals happen, they do. Uh, 
So I remembered all this. So that's why it's my favorite convention. It was also the convention that I got bumped and I got stuck at the airport overnight. And, uh, but, uh, had nothing to do with BotCon, but that yeah. 2004 would have been my best convention. I had, um, um, I, I met people, like I said, people from California who I was friends with. Um, uh, I got to meet with them and, and, and just people and had the best experience. And the show overall was just, it, it, for me, it's, it's still to this day one I remember as the best. Who do you want next? Uh, we'll go right down the line, uh, Mr. Weird Wolf. Well, um, I wish I wish I had like I said earlier, I wish I had attended one of the earlier botcons. But um, there's two that really come to my mind. Uh, first one, uh, for a completely different reason, more from a, a collector standpoint and a general fan standpoint, and that would be the one in 2006, I believe, in Lexington. Uh, not only because I lived at the time 20 miles away and I was able to sleep in my own bed every night, um, but um, just the, the, the experience that I had as a fan, because that was the first year I really didn't have, have to spend any money on travel expenses. And so I had more money to spend in the dealer room. Um, and then I think the most, amazing time I had at that show was a combination of the, um, the casino night when, uh, my wife at the time, she won a bagged set of the 2005 set, which, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not one of the more popular sets, but Hey, want a free bots uh, or free bag set of the, of the toys, you know, but I think the dinner absolutely blew me away that year uh, because um, it was, you know, kind of like first come, first serve seating. So we went in and got her food and um, and I sat down and, and my wife sat down and um, and then the one one other fellow that was uh, that was in us uh, in, in line behind us, he sat down and we were sitting there talking. And three people came up and asked if if the if the uh, the rest of the seats were available. And we're like, sure. And those three people were Blue Man Kuma, Pauline Newsom, and Simon Furman. <laughs> and, and just to sit and have dinner with those people was an absolute joy. I mean, we we probably talked an hour or more just on a one-on-one -on -one over, over a meal. And that was the, I, I, I mean, I, I look back on that moment and, I, and it almost brings tears to my eyes because it was so, uh, I had so much joy at that time. Uh, and then uh, BotCon 2010 in Orlando, uh, where I met many of the people that have helped make this podcast come to be. Um, and uh, some people aren't on the show anymore, like uh, uh, like Guard Convoy and uh, Mariah Baby. She's uh, she's still in and out, but uh, she's she's been around. Natsume Ryu. Uh, I, I've met many people uh, at uh, the 2010 show, and then I also uh, got a friend in Paul Lighting uh, because 
he he's he was there for me at a, at a at a difficult time in my life, and uh, and to have a voice actor from the cartoon that I loved so much as a child uh, have, show concern to me uh, at a in, in a personal time of 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 difficulty, um, because of uh, of a short story that I shared with him uh, at, at Botcon 2010, and um, we talked briefly again after uh, after we had our little interaction in the autograph line. He saw me later on out in the hallway, and we stood and talked. And uh, he's just absolutely an amazing man, Paul Eiding. And um, and I, I still talk with him from time to time. And the fact that he knows my name and he can spot me in a room, uh, it's uh, just touching to me. And it and it's and it's an amazing feeling as a fan. Um, those two experiences, I can never trade for anything, and I have Botcon to thank for that. And so I would have, say it's probably a tie between Botcon 06 and 2010. Those, those are great, great stories. Fantastic. Tobias. Well, since I only been to two Barcons, I have to say um, 2014, and that's because uh, I met up with Don and Brett there. And yeah, that's right. You know yeah. it. <laughs> oh, wait uh, because my first Barcon, it was like I said, overwhelming, and it was really, really great. But um, I didn't really know any people. I, I talked to a lot of people, but uh, this was different. Um, I could uh, engage in more conversation with uh, other fans. And, so on. So I had to say 2014. Really great. There you go. Don. <laughs> this is gonna take a while. <laughs> Just one. One. Uh, you know, your, your mic is muted, Don. Once again he's saying Fred is the best guy ever. Yeah. I love him his, so much. his favorite one is the one that they announced the uh, RC. Um, uh, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Still can't hear you, Don. Don. He does this. He'll figure it out. Take a sledgehammer to it, Don. Still can't hear you. I'm telling you, he's right there with uh, Tobias. It's the year he met me. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's it. Well, while he's uh, figuring that out real quick, Carl, um, yes. a, a quick question. Um, it's it's easy to say that the Internet has been both a blessing and a curse uh, to, uh, to BotCon, but back in the day, uh, ATT played a huge part in communicating between fans. Uh, can you say that the popularity of BotCon can be attributed a lot to online uh, presence of fans, or uh, how how has how has it impact uh, the internet in general impacted BotCon since the beginning? Well, you are dead on that it has been a blessing and a curse, obviously. Um, but since the beginning, I. Early on, I mean, we had our we had a print ad in. It was either Lee's or Tomart's. It was either AFN or AFD. I don't remember which one it was. Um, 
but I think the first it got mentioned on one of the ATT boards like a week before that first show. And that's why I think somebody had ended up missing a show because they missed it by a week. But um, early on, I mean, during the early days of BotCon, I was, and that's when I was in college, and I was not doing, you know, my, my degree path was a little strenuous. So I was not able to spend as much time on mine as I probably should have been um, looking at that stuff. But I think, you know, we were able to, you know, do some things online uh, and work out a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, maybe later on we had, uh, you know, some of the exclusives that ended up leaking, you know, some, you know, during, you know, when we were with Glenn, I forget what the exclusives um, did end up leaking, but there were a couple that ended up leaking like a week before the show. I've never figured out how that happened. It didn't come us. Um, you know, sometimes word of mouth is good with that stuff. Sometimes it's not. Um, obviously, um, the internet can be good, can be bad, you know. And well, I mean, I love, the, the, I, the I, popularity, the popularity of the convention. I mean, like you say, you started out, you know, in print, and then I guess through internet message boards. I mean, I mean it. It really helped spread the the word about the uh, botcon. I mean, I, that's how I found out about it. Yeah, and it, you know, and we we had to keep building our our debate, the list of you know names and addresses. You know that my brother kept, and you know, and then Glenn kept one, and you know, over the years we just had to keep adding to it. And we sent out flyers to those people, or sent them emails, or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me, and. Um, you know, we just had to keep doing it the, the old-fashioned way like that until things, you know, started you know, going the way they were with the Internet. I believe uh, Don's got his mic working again. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invoke old man privileges here since since Brett keeps bringing that up every chance he gets. Thank um, you for agreeing with me. Nah, don't get used to it. Um, I think my favorite show is going to be 94 because that was such a defining moment in my time as a Transformer collector as seeing what was out there beyond the scope that I know, meeting John and Carl, people that have I've been friends with since then. I think in terms of importance, 94, there's, there's no contest. There's no contest. Uh, as far as exclusives, you were right. I'm going to go with Durham 2001, Tigertron and RC. Perfect set of exclusives. Great use of the Black Arachnid, the Transmetal 2 mold. No getting bias. Ravage X- <laughs> no bias. Uh, getting the Ravage X9 mold was brilliant. Dan's work on the box art made it beautiful. Just, I, I cannot think of a pair of exclusives. As good as they all were, those two just is just an absolute fundamental pair of exclusives that everyone should own if they have a collection. I'm going to say past 2005 when FunPub got the license, my favorite box set was the G2 box set. You really can't compare before and after 2005 because the structures are so different on the exclusives. But that's my favorite exclusives was the, uh, the G2 box set. Uh, 
from a few years ago. But yeah, that's that's my favorite. I mean, you know, I've met so many people, met so many great voice actors. Uh, Mike McConaughey, Sue Blue, of course. Uh, just just so many great memories. Uh, I've got Polaroids still from '94. I, I, I took I took my dad's Instamatic camera and had to buy Polaroid film for it, and I still have some Polaroids from '94. One of them is the GoBot racing rig. <clears throat> so uh, that's that's my history. Is that's you know that's the, in a nutshell. That's that's me and BotCon. Well, I wanted to add something real quick because when he said it, I had to go find it. Um, even though I uh, my first convention was 2000. Here is the actual ad that was in the magazine for 97. I couldn't find the older ones, and it was Lee's Action Figure News. Yeah. And there's the actual flyer, and it says down at the bottom, courtesy of John Hartman, and it has everything on here. And this is how, believe it or not, before the Internet, this is how you got your ideas. This is how you figured out where you were going and what it looked like. <clears throat> was this classified wow shows coming wow. out and, and it would stay down here BotCon. and it was one of these that i saw i saw in one of these magazines that got me going oh that takes me back yeah. oh that takes me back. I, I have clipping i actually have clippings and i mean uh, pictures and everything from past events but i i did find that one and it's 97, but that's the actual flyer they used in Lee's Action Figure News. Carl, just I, I know yep. you don't want to go into all the details, but after 96, if y'all hadn't done what you did for 97, we wouldn't even be having this discussion about BotCon, I don't think. And 97, well, it, I know 97 was a huge investment for y'all. And it's, it's yeah, funny because guess what? I've got 97 also, but <laughs> that's side the point. <laughs> Go ahead. It's, um, yeah, it was uh, that. That was a um, that was a, that was a point. Before I get into you know my favorite conventions, um, yeah, 97 ended up unfortunately becoming a competition because you know it ended up being all right. Hasbro was going to have to make a choice between two shows or two two organized two sets of organizers. And um, you know, you know, three H one, um, but you know, my brother was still paying that one back seven years later. It's there was a story for the book, sure, but um that's uh well, that was that was a tough time, you know. No matter the cost was right, I'll tell you that. For my um favorite conventions, um they're not necessarily conventions as a whole, but moments. And I have, I have uh, three, I would say. Three of my favorite moments. Um, uh, other than ahead. meeting me, I, go ahead. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, could, I could add a fourth one, but uh, I don't know if I want to talk about that. But. Uh, the three, the three big ones. Um, 
probably at the top of my list. Well, these are they're they're at the top of my list for different reasons. Um, when the first movie came out, that was 2007. Is that right? And that was in Rhode Island, correct? Yes. Um, being able to see the first live-action movie um, in gigantic theaters with fans before before the movie came out, just hearing like a thousand or twelve hundred Transformers fans go absolutely batshit crazy when when Blackout transformed for the first time on oh, yeah. screen, and it was just like. Oh, well, this is this is something we're never gonna relearn. It's never gonna that that shock of that is never going to be replicated again. I mean, it's just it was an unbelievable moment, and that people you know cheering during all the racing scenes and you know laughing during things. I mean, just it was such it was such a great moment. Um, you know, just I just you know caught myself just kind of looking around and watching the people enjoy the movie. I'm like. This is fantastic. It doesn't get much better than that. It just doesn't. You know, as as a fan of the franchise, it just doesn't get any any better than that. Um, you know, and you know, fortuities. I'll say, I wish my brother could have been there to see it. You know, I wish he could have been there to be in that theater that night with, you know, twelve hundred of our closest friends to uh, watch that. And um, there was another one. Um, I think it was a couple of years later. We did the Paramount Becklot um, experience, whatever. We, you know, there was like a concert, and there was some we got to walk around, and it was just. And the night was, you know, this sounds a little cliche, but the night was cool, and you know, we we got on the yeah. bus, we went there, and there was like the the like the hologram of the Autobot logo and the hologram of you know the Vacon name and Transformers and all that stuff on there. I'm like. Uh, that is cool. That is, it was, it just struck me as really, really neat. And, you know, we just got to, you know, hang out with, you know, just a lot of people and, you know, have, have dinner and have some food around. And it was just one of those nights hanging out that I just, you know, at the convention, you know, we're up late, but one of those few nights that nobody just didn't want to end. That was another one that I wish my brother would have been there to see, because I think he would have, he would have appreciated it. Um, And the last one is the was 2004. I'll see how much I can talk about this. Um, the last uh, panel of 2004. It's still it's still still hard to talk about, you know, because putting together the video with the music going over it. Because um, we didn't know what the future was going to be at that point. We had no idea where the convention was going to go. We had no idea, um, you know, hadn't met Brian, even though he was at that show, even though, he, or not, he was at um, OTFCC. He was not at BACOP. He was at OTFCC. We found that out later. Um, it, uh, we had no idea where the future was going to be after 2004. So it was, it was a tough time emotionally, certainly. And, um, you know, spending that show with, you know, friends that, took a chance and came out with us, you know, I thought that was, you know, it may not have been the best show in terms of guests or exclusives or whatever, 
it was one of my favorites, certainly. And um, it's it's tough to it's tough to watch that because I still have the DVD of the, um, the credits thing that we rolled at the end of that. And um, it's tough to watch to play that, you know, eleven years later. But um, that's probably it, was, it for me. There is one thing I wanted to ask you, and you know, I haven't thrown this at, at Pete. Um, I haven't made this a suggestion, but what do, what do you think the odds are of doing what you guys did in the in the brochures when you would get every you know at the convention, and it would list the names and how many conventions you've gone to in the back? Because I thought that was really neat. We'd have to talk to certainly. We'd have to talk to uh, Brian about that. He keeps all those records, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, but I be, thought that was a neat thing you guys did. I really did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was because my my brother. You know, there's one, one. You know, my brother and I both like to make lists, lists of things. You know, I'll just make a list of lists. You know, whatever. Just, just random things, and he likes to do lists, and that was just one of the things that he could do. He could pull up easily to, you know, these people have been to this number show, these people have been to this number. Obviously, now the number of different people that have been to BotCon, God, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, I don't know. I mean, it's it's had so many different people come to the show. Right. I mean, you, um, you would have to narrow it down some, but I, I can tell you, it's it's it. <laughs> Once again, it's it's kind of geeky or whatever when you open it up and go, there's my name. It's right here. It's right here. You know. Hey, I was on the brochure one year. I was so. there. You know. <laughs> it, it's just kind of funny, but I I always thought that was neat. You know. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was just going to say another moment that came to mind for me, uh, in this kind of yeah. Well, yeah, you know how you're saying that uh, 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 since you've been a volunteer uh, with the current uh, version of BotCon and and you try different ways of doing the registration lines and everything whenever you uh, go to pick up the, uh, the the packages and stuff. I believe it was uh, the one in Orlando uh, where it was separated by last name. Uh, and the, I, was, I was in the L's. And that, yeah, and that line uh, was several hours long. And uh, the the lady that was doing it was uh, she was super nice and everything, but you know she was not not getting us through there rather quickly. And and who should come to save the day was 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 you. Right. You, you came <laughs> up, and uh, and I saw you walk up, and I had never met you before. And but I had heard uh, all the the wonderful things like like the stories that uh, that uh, that Don has just said and everything. And, and I'm like, that that's Carl Hartman. I'm going to get to meet Carl Hartman. <laughs> I was just so excited over that moment. And the, when you handed me a set, you're like, here, you're just doing it really quick, you know. But I, it was just a moment for me because I got to meet you for the first time in that. I know it's kind of geeky to admit, no, no. but that was a moment for me. It was. That, that's why. That's funny. I appreciate that. But you know, I will say, you know, to the people that are listening, you know, some people, you know, you know, love all the staff. They're they're all fantastic. 
Um, I know you guys want to get your stuff. I want to get the stuff to you guys. I don't chit chat a ton. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. Yes, gotcha. Okay, here's your ID. Here's your ID. okay. Here's your stuff. Check it out. Check it out. There you go. Have a good time. You know, I try to get everybody out of there as fast as I can. You know, that's 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 my job to try to get you my people out of there as fast as they can. But um, I'm glad that was a moment for you. You know, I'm, I'm that's that's fun. Um, and I, you know, I feel bad for, you know, if, if you thought I was too fast or rude. No, or whatever, no, uh, just, I was, I was just, okay. I was just geeking out because I, I recognized you from pictures and, uh, knowing that you were one of the co-founders of BotCon and here I am at BotCon and I'm getting to meet you, you know, and, and even if it was just for a couple seconds to grab a, uh, my box set of toys and my badge, I was I was beside myself, and I, I know it's it's geeky to uh, to 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 you know kind of, uh, to to say that, but but for me it was a moment, you know. I mean, yeah. I know we all put our pants on one leg at a time, uh, but <laughs> there's people that you just don't see or meet every day, and you yeah. were one of the people on my on my bucket list of people that I would love to meet that were important to this franchise, and you know. Regardless of whether or not uh, you know you consider yourself a celebrity in the fandom, you are, you know. And and uh, to me, I, I found it a great honor to 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 have met you that day. That was the first time I had met you, and uh, you know, I, I have to say, it was a moment for me personally. Well, I appreciate that, and I, and I hope you know you know because you guys all know that my brother is coming to to this show in St. Charles. The first time he's been to one since uh, 2006, and um, I hope that uh, he gets some of those stories as well, because you know he was the one that put the name to the show. He's the one that came up with Bakan as the name, and um, he has taken a lot of, you know, back when we were doing, he took a lot of personal financial risk to do what he's doing. You know, he had two, um, you know, two full-time jobs, and then also dealt with all the registration stuff. Wow. So um, he yeah. was, he was, you know, he had a lot of personal, you know, made a lot of personal sacrifices in the show in, in the early years, you know, in '94, and then we were doing it in '97 to 2002, and then again in 2004. Um, made a lot of personal sacrifices. That. So I hope, um, you know, I see folks every year, and that's great. I never take that for granted ever. Um, but I hope, I hope a lot of people out there, you know, I'm talking to my brother because I you never know when, you never know when the last show you're going to go to is. You never right. know when that's going to be or where it's going to be. Well, I, you never know what. I I don't think he's going to have any problems. I think no. I think he's going to be uh, met with well, uh, you know, open arms. Just because he he's he's just as you know important as you are in getting us to where we're at now, and I mean you're gonna have a lot of people that are they're gonna want to say hi to him. I'm absolutely sure. I, I count me in with that yeah, because uh, along with Carl, he's one of them that's again on my bucket list of people to meet, and I do plan on stopping by your uh, your table to to meet both of you again. Oh. And, and and of course I'll be there just to say like, hey John, oh God, it's him again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so well, I thought you got rid of me. Well, you were yeah. wrong. Well, um, looks like Bryce decided to uh, 
to uh, stop in. How are you doing today? No mic. Oh, you had the Don syndrome. <laughs> He's Canadian. He's excused. <laughs> yeah, well, while we're waiting for Bryce, I, I just want to thank you all. I have to go to bed. It's a really early morning here in Sweden. <laughs> it's like 4 a.m. for you, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, it is 5 a.m. Oh, wow. wow. But this, this, was, this was great fun talking to you guys. And Carl, thanks a lot. It was great meeting you and you're, hearing you're all the stories. Welcome, um, Thank you, Tobias. Well, I ho hope to see you uh, on a future BotCon. Yes. See you, Tobias. Take care, Tobias. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Bryce, did you figure that uh, problem out? Nope. I thought I was the one with the technical problems. No, you just have problems. I do have problems. We're expensive. I'm not doubting that admit, and I have expensive problems, but that's beside the point. We're experiencing <laughs> technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> Canada is the butt. I bet it's just too cold up there. Eh? He, he I, I bet his cursor on his computer screen's a little maple leaf. Uh, maple leaf. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get it going. You can do this. Let's see here. Either that, it's a little maple leaf or a hockey puck. You know. <laughs> So, um, Carl, what was your? Um, I, I know you talk uh, was talking about some of the exclusives, but what is your absolute favorite exclusive out of every year, uh, out of any year of Botcon? If you had to pick one toy that was your favorite exclusive, what would what would you say it be? Would be? Oh boy, um, yeah, that's not an easy one. I know it's a hard no, one, but. I mean, no. I mean, considering since 2005, I mean, there have just been so many toys. I mean, I think, I think since 2005, there's not been more toys than there were in the entire Generation 1, just for convention exclusive. I think that number is right. Um, I, I don't know. I think the, I think the um, 2006 Megatron is really, really sharp. I think that's a really strong toy. And I've, you know, there's no coincidence, I guess, that that's probably the most expensive, one of the more expensive things on the secondary market. Oh, um, absolutely. I think that's a great, I think that's a great one. I think it's a great yeah. one. It's just, you know, looking back, it's, uh, you know, there's just, I mean, you know, is, you know, Ape Link, the, the original Ape Link, the, 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 the transmitter off his primal, it's beautiful. Uh, Cyclonus. Yeah, that is, that is I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, Cyclonus is beautiful. I will never take him out of the box because he. There's no flaking right now, and I never want to. I never want to touch the box again because I'm afraid to. I, I wouldn't touch it because I've seen flaking in a sealed box. So, yeah, looks like a snow globe. But that's side of point. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, but I still owe John a little bit of payback for that RC. Yeah, <laughs> I, I a little bit of payback for that because. Yours, you can, I just you know, it's old man. I want to tell, I'm gonna tell a quick story. We're at we're at we're at the dinner. We're at the thing, and we're showing you're, you're showing off the exclusives for the Durham convention. And you're uh, you're standing up and talking, and John is sitting there handing you the stuff as your you know the t-shirt, the hat, whatever whatever the case was. 
And then after he hands you the Tigertron, and everybody's going gaga with the Tigertron, you're talking about getting that mold. Your brother does this. Here's the table. He does this. And he's looking at me. So <laughs> uh, he does this. I said, What is it? He says, I said, I can't hear you. He does this. I look, and my eyes are so bad, I can't tell. And then he just sits there and grins for like two minutes. He just sits there and grins. <clears throat> and then he hands you RC from the, the Black Arachnia transmittal, transmittal mold. And I'm like, <laughs> and then you shove off the RC, and we're all, we're all ecstatic. And then he tells me after the dinner that y'all knew two years that would be the exclusive for that year when the mold became available and you couldn't tell me. I was like, damn. <laughs> so, but I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a wonderful toy. I mean, I've, I've got three of two of them, uh, but it just, it's just, I owe him just a little bit of payback for that. Cause it's just, he, he tasks me. <laughs> uh, forgive an old man going down memory lane. You, you can't you let that go. My feet. Don, you can't let that one go. that the Generations one came out. I mean, come on. You can't let that go. As a matter of fact, just to let everybody know, because I mentioned this a few, years, a few episodes ago, I have found me a Legends RC, and I will be giving it to Sue Blue at BotCon. For, uh, you know, the, the Legends car version. And if she already has one, I will let her know that if she wants to autograph it and put it in the charity auction, that's fine with me. But I definitely, I definitely want to give her the toy if she doesn't already have a version, say the Generations version. But, I, but all the people that gave me links and hints and stuff, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. This work now? Yes. Hey. Yes. Yay. I think it was just getting angry with having a mic on the headset. There you go. So how are things up north? Hot. What? I don't understand this crap. Most humidity and heat. You don't know what to do with uh, without all Unless that snow up there. <laughs> <laughs> with snow, I have an excuse not to cut the lawn. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> moose shovel sidewalk, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, moose probably fell asleep on the on the internet cable. <laughs> I, I was kind of curious because it's caribou, damn it! You, you've never been to a Bacon, but you've definitely been a collector. Is there any? Are there any questions you would have for Carl um, in regards to Bacon? Any questions that you just didn't understand? I mean, anything in general? Not really questions. Just thanks for starting it. There you go. Well, you're certainly certainly welcome. You're welcome. One year I'll make it down there. <laughs> well, one of these days they'll grant you a visa to come across the border. See, if I got one of those, I couldn't have gotten an imported wife if I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you imported the wife, but here's the thing. See, they're going to have to change it to a colder season so that he'll come down to Bacon because it's just too hot down here. Well, well yeah. it's, it's not it's not the heat, it's the humidity. 80, yeah. 80 degrees, 80 degrees is fine, but when it's 70% humidity, 
I don't I don't think they have humidity in Canada. I think I think it stops at the border. That that does bring <laughs> up a question that I uh, that I have uh, for you, Carl. Um, back whenever you were uh, you guys were in charge of uh, doing the convention, um, did you ever consider taking it to Canada or anywhere else other than right here in the United States? Well, Glenn did do a show in Europe, BotCon 2002 in Europe. Um, never knew how many people. It didn't seem like it was that well attended. Um, but I think that was a one-time only thing. Um, as far as, I don't think we ever, you know, obviously nothing wrong with Canada, but I don't think we ever considered, um, you know, doing a show there because of some, you know, logistical difficulties that maybe they would happen going up there um, but I don't think we ever we ever really seriously discussed to go up there what would you say is your uh, of all the locations that you did yourself uh, what was your favorite location to do oh you know I I have a I have a real sweet spot for Pasadena you know people don't like to go out to Pasadena every other two years or three years or whatever I think the facility's great. I think the weather's great. You know, that's what, that's why, you know, when we went out there in 2004, doing a site, you know, site visit, we, we went out there, I think, in um, the summer of 03 to uh, check out the location. You know, and the, those of you that were at the 2004 show, the location was very different than it is now. It was right. very, very different. You would go in the the big um, the uh, the theater type thing that you go downstairs and then there's a long hallway to the convention center or like the the other wing. Very different than it was now, but you know the just the area across the street from the convention center um, was just we thought it was great with all out you know, all the shops and everything. I just thought it was just a beautiful location for it. I enjoy it every time I go back out there. I know some people don't like it. It's out there all the time. You know, it seems like I'm losing years, but that's my favorite location. I loved going out to Pasadena uh, whenever I went in 2011, I believe it was. Uh, I loved going out there. I went to a Dodger game. I'm a huge baseball fan, so I went to a Dodger game uh, a couple days before and uh, went to Hollywood, walked to Hollywood, Walk of Fame, got my picture took for the Hollywood sign, all the all the touristy things. It's a great place to visit, but um, the, my only complaint about it is it was so expensive out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, being an East Coaster, it's just not logistically and financially feasible for me to go to California on a regular basis. And that's the only reason whenever it's they say it's in California, I'm like, well, not going, you know, can't, you know. Yeah. Um, and it just happened that year I was able to go and, and I'm like, you know, this is the first time that I've been able to afford it and I'm not going to miss this. It's BotCon, it's California. I'm not going to miss this, but it's not a, it's not a regular thing that I, I'm able to go when it's out there. I actually, I, well, I was just going to say, uh, Carl, you actually let me down because I, I thought for sure you were going to say Fort Wayne. I, oh, I, re yeah. I, mean, I really did. But to me, even though it wasn't my favorite convention, the times I've gone to Fort Wayne, I I loved it. Yeah, I liked it. It's a nice town. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. But mine was more motivated by that little restaurant three blocks down that serves all of Fort Wayne eleven at a time. 
They have awesome food, though. <laughs> that was. Was it? Um, and, oh, I, I'm just throwing this out there because I just not remembered it. There was a restaurant called Fire and Ice. Does anyone remember that? Was that? If anyone remembers, was that Chicago? Do you, I I you remember that, Carl? It was right down the street from the convention. Uh, I wish I could remember it. But it was, uh, you made your own salad. And it was like, you could throw anything on this bowl for like eight bucks. And you had like hot wings, you know, you know chicken strips. This, and you if you could fit it on that bowl... It was like $8. I th it was a neat idea, and they leave, made your own Leave it, to, leave it to Brett to find the only place that would toss a salad. Well, heck yeah, but it's free. <laughs> or it's cheap, I mean. But um, uh, I, went, I, I could have sworn it was Chicago, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I uh, know. I really, really thought you were going to say Fort Wayne. I really did. That's It was, was a neat area. Yeah, I, I miss the days when, when we could go to a smaller city like that. It's just too small now. It's it, uh, isn't, it's, it's, it'll never work. Again. Isn't there uh, uh, a? I don't think it's just one exclusive. I think there's a few exclusives that the uh, that the license plate of the car says BCFW94, I believe. And it, that might have been the GT breakdown, maybe. I mean, I don't remember. Pete would know that better than I would, but it might it might be the um, the, the generation two box set, the breakdown from that. It might have something like that on it. Yeah. And for the record, that that toy was not my idea. Pete Pete came up with that. I'm like, all right, I don't want people to think that's self-serving or whatever. But I did not come up with that idea. I do remember them getting the information upside down on the sign, Carl. Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty embarrassing. Yeah, there's a placard that was outside of the Grand Wayne Center. Yeah. And we thought it was awesome that it was on the on the placard and it was the original '94 show and. You know, we had the Autobot logo and the Decepticon logo with the slash in between, and they just put it upside down. They worked it upside down. <laughs> well, I was just uh, corrected. It was Rhode Island. It was uh, 07 Rhode Island. Down the, down the street from the convention was a big uh, restaurant called Fire and Ice. That's where it was. So uh, I stand corrected, but it was still a neat place to go. So, um, well, I mean, we've gone couple hours here i don't i don't want to monopolize too much of your time carl uh does anything well, anyone have anything uh final to ask I, carl I got, I, before anybody asks i got one other thing that i want to say before sure. before any any of that um and i'm happy to answer any other questions because i got i got nothing but time um had a and this i'm going to pull this back to botcon here in a second I, um, you know, some of you know that I'm a teacher. I just finished my 14th year of teaching um, today, actually. And, um, you know, I'm friends on Facebook with a lot of my former students and their parents and everything. And I, uh, you know, I, saw, I see Facebook updates from them. And one of my former students, parents, he graduated in '09, uh, I think. And I've kept tabs with him. And on Facebook, his mom posted a picture of, you know, a before and after picture. 
she, you know, had just lost a lot of weight. She put on Facebook, um, you know, really proud of myself for the last year. I've lost a lot of weight. Can't wait for the next year, whatever, you know, see where I am with losing weight, you know, with the next year. The next day she was dead. She died of like, we don't know. It might've been a heart attack. I don't know. Um, but it just was really spooky to me how that that happened. Now, I'm going to turn that back to BotCon in this. Um, you know, and I, I'm not, I don't want to get too preachy or whatever because I'm not good at any of that stuff. But I see, you know, see stuff that happens like that. Somebody's talking one day and then the next day they're just dead. They're not with us anymore. I see all the negativity. You know, I read it. I see it. It's been going on. People have been spouting about things. You know, I'm not going to name names, but there are people that are spouting negativity. And it's just life is just too short to be that negative all the time. It's just, it kills me. It kills me when I see that, you know, when people are just talking about things they have no idea about. You know, and Brian is too proud to talk about everything that goes into it. Everything, all the bad stuff that has happened, all the difficult things that have happened. You know, he's too proud to talk about a lot of that stuff. But it is just, life is just too short. It's just too short to deal with that, to, to you know, have that kind of anger all the time. I'm like, some people may not believe it, and that's fine that Brian and Pete do the best that they can do. There are certain circumstances that they deal with that you would not understand, that he will not get into, you may not believe it, but he does. And you just have to, I guess, you can trust me on that one. But you know, agreed. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing uh, to have a lot of frustration, and it's easy to know that there's, uh, that it's easy to, uh, to see that there's a lot of frustration out there, but um, you can be dissatisfied with something, but not be overly critical and you can still enjoy and find something positive in everything. Uh, if, if you look at this fandom, this fandom has a, is notorious for being negative when they uh, overly negative when they don't need to be and overly critical about things that really don't amount to a damn hill of beans. Um, But in the end, what really matters is our hobby. And, and with BotCon in particular, you know, me, there's things that I've, I'm, I've been frustrated about myself. I, I'm, I do not, I do not hide that fact, but does that mean that I don't like Bacon or anything? No. I mean, I'm obviously I've been many times. And as I've said tonight, I enjoy every time that I've been, and I am looking forward to this show. And to those people that have negativity and nothing and, and spew nothing but negativity about this great show, Get over it, in my opinion. Get over it. Look at what it is. You know, I mean, yes, you're, you might be frustrated now, but whenever you get there to that show, are you still going to be frustrated? No. You're going to see these awesome toys. 
I wish I could afford a freaking oil master. I really do. I mean, that's, I, you know, I, if I could have one toy out of that whole set, I want that oil master, but I'm, I'm broke as hell right now. So I'll be lucky if I get anything, but you know, whenever, uh, whenever you get to that convention, you get that set and everything and you start talking to other fans, are you going to be start? Uh, are you going to, uh, are, are you as fans, you know, and that's, that's one of the things I want to bring out on this podcast. Are you as a fan going to sit there and still bitch, moan and complain, or are you going to enjoy your time, hang out with fellow collectors, enjoy the, uh, the toys that, that, that we're there for, uh, and, and let negativity kill it all. I, I seriously doubt it because I haven't seen that at any BotCon I've been to. And that's my little soapbox I'm going to get off of. But I'm, I'm, I apologize for that. But no, I, I, I agree. Um, and, and, Carl, you and I talked about this before just because of the, the negativity. And, and I had the same, you know, uh, I have the same outlook. It's just uh, it's too short. But e- even – even not that so much. Um, the time you're there, I mean, it's it's only a few days, a year. When you get there, you're going to be so hyped up, wanting to do everything and meeting the people and and getting involved. And I'm telling you, it's 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 fun. It's nothing but positive. So yeah, you you might have to hit the refresh button a few hundred times or whatever to get your registration in or, or whatever, whatever your quote unquote horror story is, but you did it. You're ready to go. And um, it's going to be a good show and you're going to enjoy yourselves. I guarantee it. And everyone here knows and everyone that's been knows every year you go. You, it, it's fun. It's always something new. You're always going to be there for a specific reason, but whether it be to get the exclusives Sell a collection, meet the guests, or meet your friends, or all of them. You're going to get to do that. Well, I mean, and I use I use myself in these, as an example. Uh, my like I said earlier in the show, my very first Transformer convention was OTSCC04, and the one of the main uh, main issues with that convention is we all showed up, and it was an hour and a half before they opened up the freaking doors. And then we get in there and find out uh, out of the two exclusives that we were promised, one of them was at the show and the other one was mailed to us by Hasbro however long later. But that didn't stop me from having a damn good time. Uh, And uh, and was I thinking about all that crap when I was there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed whenever I walked in the door that, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Sentinel Prime? Yeah. Sentinel Maximus. Sentinel Maximus, yes. Uh, I was disappointed that he wasn't there, especially I had two of them all, uh, ordered. Uh, but then I'm like, well, they promised that they're going to be there or that we're going to get them. I just went on and I enjoyed the show. Met Michael McConaughey, rode an elevator with Dan Gilvezan. I came back to, uh, to BotCon the next year, the real BotCon. And, you know, and, I, and I've been going as often as I can ever since. Uh, don't let negativity spoil your 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 enjoyment of something awesome. Well, exactly. And the other thing is, is that don't let your negativity stop you from interacting. Amen. Because while I when I, when I gave my my story about 2004, and yeah, it was nice getting a nice Japanese exclusive toy, and that was neat. But things you remember was what I got to see, uh, the people I got to meet, and I wouldn't have met these people had I went out of my way 
and actually opened my mouth and talked to these people in person and interacted. And if I had come across completely negative, I don't think I'd have the same friends or the same amount of friends that I do now. So, you know, it's behind you. It's behind you. So absolutely. It's all positive from here. It really is. And I'm on top of that. And I don't, I don't mean to keep cutting in here, but on top of that, um, there are other conventions out there, but there's only one official convention and that's BotCon. And we have this man right here that's on with us tonight and his brother, their hard work and their labor and their dedication that started this show. And it's still here 22 years later. That should say something, you know, and, and, and we keep going back. Why? Because it's BotCon. There's uh, there was a person I was talking to today. I asked him. I said, "You've been outspoken about the, uh, about some of these things. Uh, why are you still going? If you if you don't like it so much, why are you still going? The reason why said it's uh, you know all the problems notwithstanding, Botcon is the number one number one convention for the focused." interest that I have and that is transformers and you can't and, argue that that's right and, and let us not forget Botcon's ran around for 22 years which just goes to to seal the fact that Don is old <laughs> okay that seals it uh, yeah but this old man got toys at prices you will never touch there you go see he's old boom shakalaka so, hey, um, you, get a, you, you get you you get you get a Lyle gift set for seventy five bucks. Will tall. I hate you. I got paid two hundred and thirty five to take mine. How about that? <laughs> still doesn't beat seventy five, but still. Don, Don Don does your kill bison crumble? Uh, he's they, he's been they've been in Lyle Kaiser mode for several years. I'm afraid to I'm afraid to fight. That's out. when you don't you don't touch him. <laughs> But no, Brett, I got paid two thirty-five to take it. I didn't oh, pay really? Anyone. Oh, yeah, it's that Canadian, but that's fake money. That's not real. That's monopoly money. It doesn't count. <laughs> we just dealt in U.S. dollars. <laughs> well, we All, right. Um, All right. Does anyone have anything else for Carl tonight? Uh, Carl, real quick, with the, the collection that you're bringing, you and John are going to be bringing. Yes. What uh, are some of the What are some of the pieces that we can expect to see that will knock our socks off? Yeah. What just are the highlights? Give, yeah, give us something to wet or whistle. Just Just to give, to give know, everybody something to look forward to. Well, you know, I, like I there was a I posted a little bit of a thread on TFW. Um, it's not going to be like the the high dollar stuff like we had in um, in 2006. I mean, we've got a couple things. We got some. You know, some of the 2006 Botcon toys. Um, there are um, there's a couple things. I don't know. There's really not a ton. I mean, there's a lot of the retail stuff. And I will say this. You know, Brett being a you know being a vendor, fellow vendor, you may not like this. A lot of the stuff that we will be bringing will be very very close to original retail cost because we know that you know, some of it's just not worth much more than that. So. We're looking to sell it as much as we can, as much and as fast as we can. We really don't want to leave St. Charles with anything. 
do you have one standout piece? That you, I, mean, I mean, just you know, like just one standout piece. I mean, we got the we got the 2006 Megatron. We have some, you know, some um, uh, boards of some unreleased 1991 stuff that a couple people are very interested in. We have MicroMaster Transport. What's that? MicroMaster Transport base. Uh, we have uh, some. They're like extra weapons. It's not micro. It's not that base, but it's like some additional weapons that we're going to be added to some recolored, um, like a recolored patrol. Um, oh, they're just some extra weapons. Seen this. Yeah, just yeah, just some uh, interesting, interesting stuff. But 1997, we had a ton of product boards or concept boards that were never released. We never saw them after that show, so we never know what happened to them. Um, we got some of those. We got some of the um, um, not, not the robot masters. I don't know what they're called. They're the two packs. They're little cartoon figures. There were some of them that were unreleased. Some oh, the Heroes of Cybertron, or uh, no, there were uh, robot heroes. Robot oh, heroes. Yeah. yeah, there are some of those that we have that were never ended up being released. Um, got those sold in package. Um, there's the Human Alliance Soundwave that we were able to get. That's I know it was released in Japan. But it's all in the American package. Um, but, um, and it's a lot of the retail stuff. Um, I know some of that stuff has gone up in value, but we've got most everything from 1998 to 2006. We'll probably, I would imagine, we may keep the very last one. You know, the end of the collection, I guess, because that's when we stop collecting the nuts, of course. Um, Optimus Prime from Cybertron is the last official toy of the collection. So, so in other words, when the doors open, everybody stand back and just every every man for himself. I mean, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. I, mean, I don't want to talk too much about it, but um, I'll be self with it. But you know, we're not gonna do it like we did in 2006, where you know we only let a certain number of people come in at a time. It's just gonna be like, yeah, whatever. Well, no, well, that that made the most sense. That made the most sense. Otherwise, you would have been swamped. Yeah, with that with that kind of stuff, boxes of the sealed carded guys. Yeah, that was we had to do something to make it different. I mean, we got we got our four boots worth, and we'll do what we can. You know, I'll be I'll be in the, I'll be in the booth from. I, I got out Brian on Thursday and Friday this morning some, um, but then I'll be in the booth for about 10 30 on Friday. I'll be set up and then I've, I've, got a, I've got a question, but uh, before I ask it, I'm uh, going to go ahead and go ahead and uh, do our sponsor plug here. Uh, check out our sponsors, CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. CapturedPrey.com. Now with free shipping of uh, on orders of $150 or more. And also check out Mega Toy Fan. Maximize your collection with megatoyfan.com. Uh, seen at uh, all the big toy conventions year-round, and they'll be at BotCon this year. But, um, uh, Carl, uh, talking about your collection real quick, and you said you collected up until 2006. You and your brother collected as as... Uh, as as a pair, more or less, you, you pulled your collection, correct? Uh, what was the ultimate decision that you uh, that made you guys say we're done? 
I mean, because uh, we've talked about that on the on the show before. Uh, you know, when do we call it quits? When do we when do we get out? You know, what what ultimately led to you guys saying, you know, we need to just stop? It, w- it was a couple of things. Um, one, you know, I was in a bit of debt at the time, and I was getting married. Um, I wanted to, you know, we wanted to try to try to um, alleviate some of that debt. And two, with the movie coming out just around the corner, we weren't dumb. We knew that there was going to be a whole ton of products coming out with that movie. And we just thought that this was a good time. It's just a good time to be, you know, be done, done with it. And, um, you know, that was, that was going to be the fourth moment of um, one of my favorite moments. You know, the collection served us well. You know, and it, it led us to do some things. You know, we wrote, you know, it helped, you know, spawn BotCon. You know, we wrote articles for Lee's Action Figures. You know, we did the Tome Arts um, Price Guide. You know, and it was it was time for it to, you know, to separate. You know, it had given us, you know, joy for the time that we had it. It was time to, you know, let others experience that kind of joy that stuff you know however however people take that you know as collectors you know they get some good stuff they get joy that way or you know there i know there was a guy that bought a ton of it a ton of the carded toys and as soon as he got home he was going to open them all up and he did and you know that's how he got his joy from it and that's fine you know we never you know we never afa graded any of that stuff you know around at the time you know um we could have gotten a lot a lot more money from it had we done the AFA thing, but it's like that. Well, it's it's easy to say that you guys you guys had a legendary collection. I've heard of some of the things that you guys had, and I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm just amazed uh, at some of the things that. Uh, didn't you guys post pictures of it once, or or a picture of some we, of we've it? We've had there have been pictures of some of it. Yeah, we, I mean, we, it was. Not the prettiest display in the world, but our carded stuff was on low on racks like they were in the stores. You know, there'd be a rack of you know mini cards, maybe four. You know, there'd be a rack of aerial box and stuff like box for maybe six. There'd be a rack of all the carded pretenders. You know, just a rack of everything like that. So it, was, it was kind of kind of interesting. Kind of. So as a kind of uh, touch up with uh, with a previous episode or two that we've done on this show, talking about uh, you know finishing our collections, and coming from someone who who had such an amazing, impressive, important collection uh, in this fandom, and and calling it quits. What would you? What would be your number one uh, bit of advice to people who? consider either scaling down or getting out altogether. What, uh, what, what would you like to tell somebody that you learn from ending your collection? If if you feel at any point, like it's starting to control you, you got to You got to stop. I mean, you can't, you can't let that be the only thing that you do. You gotta, you gotta live your life. Um, I mean, and if it gets too big, you know, I, I, you know, not, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, there's, um, you know, I, I, you know, with, with Star Wars being, you know, our first kind of collecting focus, I still kind of try to keep track or keep tabs of some of that stuff. The big thing in Star Wars collectors is focuses. You know, they focus on one collector. They focus on 
like one series or they focus on one character. I think that would be a great way to go. Like some people may just have, I don't know, like a swindle um, collection or, or like, you know, different variations of him or different variations of, I don't know, Cheetor or something. You know, get all the different variations, you know, all pre-production stuff. Some people do that stuff if you have one character that you like. Um, but you can't let it be, you can't let that thing control you. I mean, you just can't. Just if you if you can be honest with yourself and say, okay, I this may be a little bit of a concern for me. Then you got to have the strength and say, all right, I need to step back from that. Right. Well, and, and on that note, I, I am kind of curious if you could get back one item, what would it be? It's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know because we still have the wind charger. And that, that? and that one, and that we still have our first wind charger, and that guy's never going anywhere. Which that that that'll stay. I, I still have my first. Yeah, Pete Sinclair still has his first side swipe. You know, we still have our first original Darth Vader figure from when we started collecting Star Wars. So that's you we still have that. We never let that guy go. Um, God, what would it be? Um. You know, I don't even know. I, I, I couldn't tell. It, it would definitely be Wind Charger if, if we let Wind Charger go. But um, I don't I don't even know. It would have something that would have some sentimental value. I mean, a lot of our stuff did have sentimental value. Um, but you know, I don't know. It would have been the Wind Charger, certainly. Gotcha. I have a couple more quick fire questions, and I'll be done with my question. Um, number one. Uh, even though you officially quit in 2006, have you picked up any more Transformers at all since then? Oh, sure, sure. There, there have been some. Um, I like all the Combiner Wars stuff. I like uh, when they do the, you know, um, the new versions of the old characters. I think that stuff's all great. I think they're doing some great work with that. I really do. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like it's not like it's just different now. It's not like you have you're, to get You're not out to no, get no, everything. Right, right. I can just, you know, whatever I want to get, or if I get anything. Right. Right. Uh, my other question was, uh, abs what is your absolute favorite Transformer? Mm, um, I mean, I like Bruticus, just because I think he's cool. I mean, and I like, I like Obama, just because he's so dumb. But um, I don't know. I just thought I just thought they looked they looked cool. And just as a can, Don, what is that? I don't even know what that is. That, that, that that's is. the Warbitron Bruticus. Oh, <laughs> the Warbitron version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, Don and I are big uh, Bruticus fans. You you hit you hit home right there. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I I thought I, thought, I think it's great and. Um, I think I like those two characters, I guess, just because for no other reason that they never did American gift sets for it. And those are always the holy grail. Sure. I'm right there with Abominus. I think Abominus is probably, in my opinion, arguably the best G1 combiner because, I mean, he was posable for a G1 combiner. I mean, he had leg articulation when most most Transformers barely had elbow or, or arm articulation, you know, so... Uh, he and he and he was just flipping cool. He's a bunch of monsters all 
you can't you, well, you can't wow. you can't deny that uh, that a nose monster was not cool. Well, <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm sure Don and I could argue for hours on that. We're gonna say that for another show. I did want to do this real quick. Um, I'm gonna screenshot this, of course. Um, upcoming show. BotCon is going to be June 18th to the 21st um, in St. Charles, Illinois. And I think uh, this guy over here is going to be there uh, along with yours truly. So make sure you stop by. And I will be there as well. I'll be helping out at the Capture Prey booth, and I'll also be walking around from time to time and uh, checking things out. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to be also having some uh, big giveaways coming up here on uh, TFYLP. So keep tuning in. We got some uh, great stuff that we'll be uh, <clears throat> giving away soon. Uh, so that's, I'm just going to leave, <laughs> leave it at that, you know, and, and it just, and it just, just keeps coming, you know, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, BotCon um, is going to be awesome. Yes. So we ran long tonight. Um, Apologize for that, but we had a lot of information, a lot of good stuff, a lot of history, and I hope everyone learned a lot. I know I did uh, about our favorite convention and and the backstory and how it came to be. And um, I think we're going to close it off at here. Um, Don, you got anything to add? No, just been a pleasure talking to you again, Carl, in a, in a lot more relaxed setting than usually. Uh, considering yeah. you're, you're, you know, it's a bit busy. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see John uh, and uh, have everyone enjoy the trip down memory lane. I know I did. Yeah, and unfortunately, our, our lane's not as long as yours. Um, Bryce, oh, okay, yeah, you can call it that. But see, in terms of, like, awesomeness, I'm like the golden road. I got a $50,000 RV at the end of my memory lane. You, yes, you got, yes, you got, you got, cool. you got yeah. <laughs> The only problem with that is you don't remember where you parked it. So, Bryce, <laughs> you got anything? No, that was no. a good one, though. That was pretty funny. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Gotcha. Um, Duran. I just want to say thank you, Carl. Thank you and John for all that you've done. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I mean, it's been an honor to have you on this show. Uh, I, I, this is, your, I think, is this your first podcast that you've ever done? Oh, yeah, or? absolutely, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's been an absolute honor to have you uh, and uh, on here. And um, I, I can't state how much I thank you for, for, for all that you guys have done and for starting this great, great show. Um, you know, I mean, I've, whenever I became an adult collector, there was a time in my life as an adult collector, I've, I, I seriously wondered if I was the only dork out there that, that still collected these plastic toys and even remembered what Transformers were. Well, and then I got on. The, no, that's not true. There's, a, there's definitely an older dork. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But, but then I got online, and then I, I started noticing there's a whole world of people out there that still remember and still collect these things. And then I found out there is a convention that people can go to, and that convention was BotCon. And without you guys, it would not be here. Uh, yeah. We've said that time and time again. And I, you know, on a one-to-one -one basis. On a public basis, right now, I mean, I I thank you from the bottom of my heart as a fan and collector. 
Thanks. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. Legend. That's the best word to describe what you started, Carl. Carl, any uh, final words of wisdom? No, I'm just very appreciative of you having me on uh, tonight. Was, I had a lot of fun. I, I didn't know if I was going to have enough to talk about, but you know, I probably could go another couple hours, but I know nobody may want that. But uh, make sure, um, you know, make sure you, you know, thank Brian and thank Pete for everything that they do too, because they, you know, they do a lot, they do all the day-to-day -day stuff, and they deal with the craziness that's been going on and stuff that they'll never tell you, obviously. But um, yeah, make sure you thank them too. I appreciate, you know, all everything you guys have said, and it, it does mean a lot. Um, and, uh, you never know when this crazy train is going to come to a stop. You know, we don't want to see that happen, but you never know when it's going to end. So you just want to make sure you enjoy it while it's here. Absolutely. All righty. Well, on that note, um, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, this has been uh, TFYLP episode 154. Uh, we've had uh, Carl Hartman with us, and I uh, just want to thank him again for uh, dealing with this. I understand this is your first uh, podcast, and I hope we haven't turned you off for future podcasts. Not at all. Not at all. Enjoyed it. I want to also uh, extend an invitation to your brother as well. I mean, if uh, if you could both come on sometime, talk more, you know, about the show. I, I can so. talk to him. I mean, his 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 memory is probably a little fuzzier than mine um, because he doesn't. Well, he hasn't. Like I said, he hasn't been to the show. That, that's okay. Gons is uh, hit or miss, and we let him come on. <laughs> Jeez, I am just feeling the love. Well, hey, I'm, I can't I'm, help it, but when they throw him out there, I gotta hit him. I mean, I just gotta hit him. I'm I'm getting there too. I mean, I hit the big four zero, and I, I, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, I'm forty years old, and I still play with toys. And I don't give a damn. <laughs> well, okay, I'll put, I'll put it like this. Why be boring? Why be boring? That, there you go. That's it. And on that note, CFYLP, we are not boring. And uh, <laughs> again next week. And uh, good night. See you. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>